When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. Uh, I am here. We got a uh, we got a great, 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 great. We have a, a star in the making. Uh, he's already a star. He's won three fights in a row. Terrian Flashware is with us. Uh, one of the uh, one of the guys who he's right there. I mean, he is right there. Just had a victory over Jared Pazian, former UFC uh, fighter, and you knocked him out. Yeah. Third round. Yes. That was awesome. I, I love it. We have his trainer, uh, who's also a comedian, uh, right. and he's a hard luck trainer. I, I, I come to a lot of your a lot of your fights. Yeah, uh, you win some, you lose some, uh, but every time you, your fight loses, it's always a, a controversial split decision. I think <laughs> I I've been to like seven of your fights <laughs> where I thought you your your person won, but they don't give it to you. Uh, Ian Harris is here. What's happening? Yeah, right. I, it's funny. That's actually uh, there's about two or three people in the in the bit like commissioners and people like that that always go. What's with you? Did you like piss somebody off? And I'm like, I don't know, man. It's, it's weird. Great. It's it always weird. like, it's. I, I mean, I could see if your guys always get not if you're at Coach Edmund and your guys just get fucking <laughs> sandblasted in in one round, uh, right. as as Cormier would say it. But it's always like, yeah, I could see how his guy. Wait, what? Uh, and then, but then you could sort of argue both ways, and right. it's just like, right. But that, but Ian Harris is here, uh, very very talented, funny, underrated comedian, by the way. Atheist, well, thank you. All, all you atheists out there, <laughs> this is this is your champion. Uh, uh, a guy who should be an atheist because there's no God when it comes to him. CB Gold is here. Uh, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great, man. How are you? I'm, I'm, I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. I just got back from Montana. I was in Montana last week doing comedy. Uh, crazy experience. Um, this kid, Travis, nice guy, he calls me up. He's like, hey, man, I got these two theaters. I want to uh, I want to book you at next week. It's always like, whenever there's next week, you know, there's always going to be. I'm like, all right, no problem. So uh, it was like, it was Thursday and Friday. I fly to Montana. And uh, right when I get there, he's like, oh, by the way, it's a three-hour drive to the gig. Uh, so I get in at midnight the night before. He picks me up in like a pickup truck, and he's like, "Hey, and he's like, hey man, my car is not really working that well. Uh, the, the check engine light just goes on, but don't worry, it still rides. Uh, but uh, everything might shut down. I don't know what. I'm like, so we're talking. The guy went to like, I'm like, what do you go to school for? He's like, to be a mechanic. I'm like, great. <laughs> but he's like, hey man, if the car shuts down, don't worry. I go, why? He goes, I got blankets in the back. I'm like, <laughs> but this, this guy couldn't have been nicer though. We go to Walmart. It should be fucking Meth Mart there. They were like zombies walking around. Walmart. So we go. We drive three hours to the gig. Uh, the place where we go. We go to. Uh, I had two shows in Montana, and um, one of the places, uh, uh, Malta. Malta. It had like little. The town had two thousand people. We go to the motel. They gave me an actual key. Not like a hotel right. key. Like here's a key. Like a key key. <laughs> um, but it was great, man. The first show was at a movie theater. Like they had movies playing like in between the shows. Oh, they're gonna say behind you. No, behind like, you. Yeah, exactly. Well, do I want to watch The Wizard of Oz or do I want to listen to this schmuck on the stage? <laughs> yeah, it was at a movie theater, uh, and I actually I, I I go up there and I'm like, hey guys, I I'm like getting married next month. Nobody clapped, so I was like, I should have said to my cousin, and then everyone started laughing. Uh, then the next night, the show was at a barn. 
Uh, it was like they redid this <laughs> barn and made it, but there was like 400 people there. The whole town came. They were getting drunk. There were a lot of Native Americans, and when they drank, they, in, they in Montana, I don't believe it. Oh yeah, and it was the day <laughs> where the guy, uh, that guy uh, Gianforte, body slammed. Oh fuck! So I, I was like, the, that night is when I landed in Montana. So you know, you know the, you know, you hear what happened. There was a guy running for Congress, and it was the night before the election. It was like one of those, it was basically like, it was too close to call or something, election night, so they had to redo it, or something happened where they, it was last week, and everybody wanted, uh, it was like, you know, Trump needs as much help as he can, and it was sort of a, uh, a thing of like, how well is Trump doing right now, or if a Republican wins, the people are supporting him. So the guy running, there was a guy from The Guardian, which I think is the, the Jewish newspaper, right? So he, he, he actually asked this guy, Greg Giafordo a question and he picked him up and he body slammed him but, but they didn't get it on camera you just heard the audio and that guy still won because uh, and I actually and this is wait in Montana in Montana because he was a Republican well, it was because guy. of his form he was well people were like fuck you yeah, like, our congressman will body slam your con people were like really proud of him for doing that and then, he, so then he apologized but he's also like he's like the, uh, the, uh, the uh, pro gun guy so you know I love the blatant apologies after something so ridiculous that the words I'm sorry is not going to fix that He was situation. like, I'm not proud of my actions or what I did. Yeah. People were like, you're forgiven at like... The- <laughs> what is this, the end of Blazing Saddles? But you know what? He along? asked me a tough question, it, so what else am I supposed to do? Dude, it, 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 was, it was ridiculous. It was How hilarious. How do you feel about foreign policy? <laughs> No, and they, they like redid a lot of those uh, gifts they did of like like the WWE and that guy walking in. Oh, of course, in, you know? of course. And it was one of those things where I guess they found out the guy he was running against was a guitar player at a nudist resort. So and he wore a cowboy hat. So it was like the nudist guy versus the guy who body slams people. That was who was who was running. I thought you were gonna say like he drop kicked somebody, and they're like, well, body slams more entertaining than a drop kick, yeah. so we're gonna uh, vote for him. So uh, yeah, pretty much. So that was that. And then uh, I was one of those. The first show was great because I'd be like, ask people, well, what do you do? And and like Travis, the guy who wasn't it him, all the same answer. Well, a lot of people like <laughs> they all knew each other. So it was like I was Travis's uh, kindergarten teacher. I'm like, who else were you a teacher of? And everyone raised their hand. <laughs> it was the only school in town. Yeah. It was one of those things where everybody knew each other. So if nobody gets my jokes, it's because of this fucking person right here. Well, well, <laughs> you didn't teach him properly. Well, yeah, that. And then the good thing is, like, normally, like, you know, as a comic, you make fun of a table, and everyone at the table laughs if they know the person. But here, all 400 people started laughing because they knew exactly what I was talking right, exactly. about. You're doing crowd work on one person, and you're hitting 400. It's like a shotgun shell that just blasts everywhere. That's exactly what happened. There was a, a les- this woman got kept going to the bathroom, and she looked like she looked like a, a lesbian. I mean, you know how short hair, kind of butchy, you know, uh, not to offend every lesbian. <laughs> what gave it away? <laughs> but I was like, man, is, I'm like, is she, her and her friend kept getting up, going to the bathroom, and I was like, is there a softball meeting in the back? And then the place <laughs> fucking went ballistic. Uh, so, but yeah, it was it was one of those shows that was great. I was like feeling so good about just you know, it was good to get out of town. I'm, I'm, I'm getting married next month, and I got a lot of you know stress in the wedding, and the, the girls all on top of me about not doing enough for the wedding, and she's right, but like <laughs> she's just so much better than me at doing this stuff, like the website, the flowers, the place. I'm like, babe, you don't want me doing any of this shit yeah. because so if you were better at that, you wouldn't be being, marrying a girl, probably. right? But, but she's like, you know, out of all my friends, you're the, the husband that you, that like does the least out of all out of all there. I'm like. Listen, like, 
Somebody, tell, tell me what to write the checks for. I'll, I'll, I'll write the check. They'll be they'll be written. Let me know. Like I'll pick the music. Like, I mean, but I don't know exactly. But she's so she's all up top about not being. Is this and then it's like is this how it's always gonna be when we're married? Like, I'm like no, we're gonna get married once. I'm like I'm not. I'm not going to. You know. But so she's fucking. Oh, we're only gonna get married once. I thought uh, we were gonna every ten years. It was, <laughs> dude. It's one of those things of like and. Uh, it's just it's been hard. I mean, marriages can be really hard, and then there's like family issues and blah blah blah. And it's just, it's just, it's just annoying. And like, uh, not. I mean, I could be doing better. Let's just say that. <laughs> but I'm trying my hardest in every aspect of my life. You know, as a comic, it's not a nine to five job, especially now. Back in the '80s, it was a lot easier to be a comic. You could just have a comedy set and go from town to town and do comedy if you were. That's what you wanted to do. Right. But now you need like. As a comic, you need to be an actor and a, a producer and a writer and a host and have a fucking right. podcast and have a, a blog and make Instagram videos and do live streaming, do all these fucking things on top of being a comic and being funny and updating your material, but it never stops. Right. And, and, and that's sometimes like what she loves about me being a comic of is, is the excitement and just that I'm going for my dreams and everything else, but what's hard is that I don't stop at five o'clock and say, "Okay, my job's over." Right. And in fact, I that, five o'clock's when it starts. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but it doesn't. But now it starts at ten in the morning because of the podcast and everything else. So it's it's hard. It's, and and me being a workaholic, I just have to. I don't know. This is hard. This is hard because she's like, you know, you're not here, which I'm. I'm not. But I'm like, I'm not here. But I'm not like I'm going out to. With the, I'm not out to the boys having drinks. I'm not here because I'm in El Paso at the fucking comic strip telling jokes. Right. I'm not here because I'm. But it's just it's just hard, and it's not, and it's hard on her. And I understand it, and, and I'm not trying to blame. But this is fucking not therapy. But she said, <laughs> but she did say, yeah, maybe we should. We're go the s- wrong fucking people to look for <laughs> yeah, therapy. Yeah. She said, she said, hey, maybe we should go see a couples. I'm like, fine, but they'll side with me because I'm right. And that, that wasn't the, that wasn't the response the girls want to hear. Uh, anyway. Uh, uh, last night I did a show at the Dime Bar, and you know, like Colin Quinn said, if you kill every night, you're a hack. And last night I was definitely not a hack. Um, <laughs> it was one of those shows where it was the Monday after Memorial or Memorial Day, so it was like a weird crowd. I had to get everyone in from outside. And there were these five loud black women from Africa. Uh, they were from Nigeria, but they, they were just talking throughout. The first comics was bombing. So I'm up there, and I'm trying to get them to pay attention, and I was like, hey, ladies, I think I used to sponsor you two, uh, which is <laughs> probably, I should have saved that line for later on in the set, because they were like, oh, no, he didn't. And then, and then it was just like, I was like, you're beautiful. We would have sex, and I'd be like, you know, your life matters. And it was, that made it even worse. Uh, but then, then I got them. I finally, I would get them and lose them, and get them and lose them. And they were, they were talkative, but they were, they were really sweet and, and nice people. But they were just loud, and then I would tell a joke, and then they would explain to their friends why it was funny, uh, which would then those the best. Oh, it's, and then they were like, "We find you." So then I was like, "Hey, you guys, follow me on Instagram or World Star or something." And then, <laughs> and then somebody's like, the girl goes, "Why would I follow you?" And then somebody in the crowd, this white guy with a beard who looked like Zach Galifianakis, goes, "His name was like Mosher, a, a Jewish." He goes, "Why don't you shut the fuck up?" To them. Right, so then they're fighting, and I appreciated him trying to have my back, but I didn't really need it, and and I don't want to make it like a white versus black thing. So now I'm like in the fucking middle. You're of, starting race wars at the time, yeah, yeah. now, Adam. Really? Pretty much. Then, really? So then she got up and walked out, and then and then but then she came back and gave me a hug, and she's like, "You're hilarious. When are you performing again?" I'm like, "Great." So, I was gonna I was gonna say when she's like, "Why should I follow you?" I used to respond like, "You can follow me outside, and never come back." I should, you know, it was one of those things where it was like, uh, you know. 
when you do like racial humor and you're white and the crowd's all black, sometimes there's a fine line between like <laughs> being funny because like most of like well there were laughing their asses off, but you, you know it, it is still a, a tense time right now in this world, and if you're not doing well and killing, sometimes you can be like, oh, who the fuck's this guy? So it's just it's hard. It's a tough line to walk. Anyway, how are you doing, Ian? I'm all right, man. But yeah, that dude, I, those I, those should, to me the worst though are the people that that are talkative and supportive. Yes. You know, like I hate it when it, when someone is just talking over me and but they're like, "You're great. This is funny." Or oh, what he just said what and because you, you want to rail in but but you're like they you're a dick. Yeah, because the, they're the nice. nice the, the nice heckler is the worst heckler. The worst heckler because, on the planet. When, when you're like, you shut the fuck up. But go ahead and just, you, you can keep talking nice to me. I like that. But shut the fuck up at the same time. <laughs> like, it fucks up your timing. And people don't realize, um, you know, it's like a fighter. I'm sure a fighter, the last thing you want to do is be thinking during your fight. Right. You just want to be on instinct. Uh, but a lot of times you have to think to get to the point where you're on instinct. And... You know, as a comic, you're thinking all the time, and, and you're trying to get to a point where you're just bliss, yeah. and and everything is just happening. By but it's hard when you have to figure shit out. Right. So. Like yeah, when you're going through your set and you're trying, you know, trying to deliver your joke, and then all of a sudden someone's um, you know, actually they're talking or saying something, and then you, you you're forced to address them. You're forced yeah, to address yeah. Them and then you go into a whole different conversation. Now you're thinking about what you got to say to them. Right. And then you got to go back to your jokes. So. And it's hard when, you're, when, when your thought is, uh, I don't want them to not like me, right. because that's sort of like a result versus like, I, you know, as, I mean, could you relate, have, have there ever been a fight that you've had? How many fights have you had? Uh, 22. Fights. Have there ever been a fight that you've been in your head too much? Uh, one that I can think of, yeah. What fight was that? Uh, this was um, my the, uh, RFA title fight. I just had my daughter that was born like in the middle of my camp, and uh, it was one of the first times being away from my, from my wife, and she just had a C-section, so... You know, I had to worry about, you know, her getting around and then, you know, so I'm in the, you know, you know, in the fight where it's just like, because during the, during the training camp, it was pretty much like I had to pick and choose certain days where I could train. Like, I was hard, it was hard for me to go to, to training because there were some days where I had to take care of her. You know, she, you get a C-section, you know, she can't shower herself and all that stuff, so. Were you happy that her vagina was still going to be tight, though? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Part of it, yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, that was on his mind mostly during the fight. He was like, Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. and then lead up to the camp, it was, it was, it was, it was difficult, you know. Um, you know, so when you're, you know, you're used to being in there and having certain things during a training camp, um, and then you go into the fight, it's all instinct. But there's times during the fight where it's like, Shit, Should I do this or do that? because I hadn't worked on it as much as I would, would have liked to. Um, you know, be able to master some of the things that I want to do in the fight. So that was the one fight that I can think of where I felt like I was thinking. Well, really? now, now you're a fighter, man, and I, I was looking at your record last night, and you, you won three in a row. Four in a row. Four in a row. You beat, you avenged one of the losses. Yeah. Two of the losses. Two of the losses you avenged. The other loss, you got a split decision to the guy who just fought for the title in Bellator. Yeah. Uh, what was his name? Uh, Leandro Higo, you lost to him, but that was a split decision. And he, and no, he, no, he, he submitted me. Oh, he submitted you? But, but let's be honest, there was two seconds left in the fight, and the only reason he submitted him is because we thought we were down two rounds, and Higo was just in guard, just holding him down. So I just said, whatever you got to do to get the fuck up and try to knock this guy out. So he gave up his back to get up with right. two seconds left, and Higo's got a sick choke and choke okay. him out. It would have okay. been, been a split decision. But that sure. guy, I mean, that, that guy's a monster, uh, and... Um, so you haven't lost in four fights, but you're a guy who's right there. And, and now, is that frustrating for you? Uh, because you're, I do look at some of these guys and like, I could fucking beat that guy. I could beat time, that man all the time. It, it, it gets, it, it's getting frustrating lately. Though I, I'll say in the last, 
you know, a couple of weeks I've had to change my mentality on that because I felt like it was, um, you know, I even, I even posted about it the other day, um, where it was, it was almost getting like depressing or like, you know, like, bitter. Not, yeah, not like in a morning to, it's like, you know, I didn't want to wake up every single day, you know, feeling like shit, you know, and, um, you know, I was, I was telling him the other day, you know, I, I sent him a message as well too, um, you know, not trying to worry about too much, you know, when the big show's going to call because I felt like my last couple of fights, it's like after I win, there was like no satisfaction in the fact that I won. It wasn't like I wasn't like um, I wasn't satisfied. I wasn't happy. I wasn't. I didn't celebrate any of my wins because it was like okay, sit by the phone. Are they gonna call? You know that was that was the mentality. I'm just like stressing about that. Whereas like I'm not even I'm not enjoying the journey at all. I'm just like you know you know I just had this awesome victory. You know I, I beat this guy Jared Plazian. You know um, he's a great fighter, a tough guy. Um, and avenged a, a previous loss from four years ago, and. Won a, you know, one of my third professional title, and I'm not even enjoying it. And um, so I had to really sit down and look myself in the mirror and just, you know, think about that. It's like, you know, do I want, you know, this, you know, not being in the big show hanging over my head, you know, for the rest of my career or for however long it lasts, um, and just be miserable or just enjoy the journey and then when it happens, let it happen. I like, you know, I, I appreciate the honesty because a lot of fighters won't even uh, admit that and the self-reflection. That's, that's, that's amazing. Um, you did fight for ACB. Yeah. Uh, I know Bubba fought for them and got a, a, big, uh, a big contract. Yeah. Did they offer you a, a contract? Um, I, I don't know if they offered. Um, they, they offered me some fights. Um, I know they definitely offered, um, you know, one of the guys that I trained with, Christos, they offered them a four-fight deal. That was, that was pretty nice. Um, so I'm pretty sure I could sit down and talk to them and, and um, and get a you know you know hash out a contract with them, but um, with me it's like I didn't I kind of fight for a bunch of different promotions. I be leaving it open and you know having different opportunities, um, you know. But if something doesn't transpire and you know in the in the next you know coming months or whatever the case may be, um, that's that's definitely a show that I'm looking at signing maybe a multi fight deal with. And they're they're super cool, you know, about like having like the, the UFC or Bellator out. UFC what Bellator wants to sign you um, they're not going to try to hold you into a, to a contract though they let you go they want they want guys to you know kind of move on and stuff like that so they're, they're really cool about that so. I, th- I think the hard part though is that we uh, that right now you know ACB um, there was some fights that we probably could have taken but you're in a situation where you know forced he's got over 20 what 22 fights you know he's, he's got a better record than some of the champions in the UFC uh, I mean, you know, yeah. 17 wins. He's on a four-fight win streak. Just knocked out Jared Papazian, who's who's only been TKO'd once, and that was by Russell Doan in the fourth round. And Russell Doan's next fight was in the UFC. He hasn't left yet. Um, so, and he put Jared to sleep and beat him completely for two rounds up until that point. So we're thinking, well, on one hand, do we wait? Um, you know, it's only been a month since that fight. So do we sit and wait and see what happens and take the first opening that pops up? Or do we keep fighting? But the problem is that, Everybody we fight from here on out. I mean, for the last year, everybody he's fought has been some monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, do we keep taking these risky? Because if he loses one, at, you know, now then it's another five, six wins. You got to get back on track. So it's like, what do you do? Do you do do you go to talk to Bellator? Do you wait for the UFC to call? So um, what would your be uh, like? What, okay, so Bellator, uh, UFC, and then uh, what's that? The uh, professional fighters, professional league. fighters league. What would be your top your your pick of the choice? Um, UFC, obviously. I mean, it's, um, you know, 
as far as I'm concerned, and I'm pretty sure as far as most people concerned, you know, that they have the best talent from top to bottom as far as on the roster, especially in my weight class. Um, and, you know, I want to compete against the best guys in the world and, and have a shot at being one of the best guys in the world. So that would be my number one choice. But, you know, any of the three choices, honestly, you know, if, it, if it's a good deal and if it's a good fit for me and it allows me to, you know, continue, you know, fighting for the next couple of years and travel the world doing so, I'd be, I'd be fine. So listeners, okay, uh, what's your uh, Twitter handle? Uh, Flash MMA. At Flash MMA, okay? Uh, tweet at Sean Shelby, uh, Nick, Ray Seffo, and Scott Coker. And Mick Maynard. Uh, Mick Maynard. And, yeah. and Mick Maynard. And say, well, listen, get this guy in there. What? Rich Chow, too. And Rich Chow, okay? And make sure you at them, all right? <laughs> and say, listen, sign this dude, because uh, you're right, man. It's like, uh, how, how old are you now? 31. 31? So you're in your peak. Yeah. I mean, this is it. I mean, Perfect you know? time. Yeah, would, so, would you go through the tough house? Uh, I would. Yeah, I definitely uh-huh. would. I mean, it, it'll probably be tough at this point right now because of, uh, you know, wife and two kids. But my, my wife's, uh, she's a monster. She's a beast. She hangs, she, she holds down the household when I'm having to train and do all these things. So, um, you know, it'd be tough. You know, I've never been away from them for longer than like two weeks. And I think it's six weeks. Now. Yeah, six weeks. Um, but that would just motivate me more than anything. But I would definitely do that. But I mean, they haven't done my weight class in, like, since what, season 18? 135, right? It's been a while. Yeah. Probably We'd even do 45, though, if I had to. You know, if I had to. What do you what, what do you walk around at? About one fifty five. Nice. So yeah, featherweight wouldn't even be that bad. Ten pound cut, fight three times in the house. I actually my my, my yeah. girl got me a scale for the first time. I haven't stepped on a scale since wrestling, college wrestling. I hate scales. Did it make you really nervous? Uh, well, yeah, because I used to weigh in before and after every meal before I went to bed, and it was just the most. I, I'm sure I had a, a like three eating disorders going on at the time. I'm not even kidding. My wife I mean, always says that about me. You're like anorexic. I'm like, I'm not anorexic. You got an eating disorder, dude. Oh, I, I, I mean, like how I felt was basically how much I weighed, and and that's how I felt about myself. And every time I I, I eat, I, I like would eat just enough to like. Or like I would never finish anything because if I threw out like the last bite, then I, I didn't, didn't technically eat all of it. Uh, and then I would actually everyone called me Grub in high school because I would wait by the candy machine and be like, "Hey, can I get a piece of that?" And people just felt bad for me. <laughs> they called me Mooch. I, I was a fucking Mooch in high school. So can school. we call you Grubba Jenkins? Grubba yeah, yeah, Jenkins. Absolutely, call me Grubba Jenkins. Dude, I, it was so <laughs> embarrassing. It was depressing. Like I used to <laughs> Grub. So I actually That's weighed my myself. Favorite. I got down to 178 last week, which is good. I was up to like 195 at one point. I was fucking fat when I got my leg surgery. How oh, far shit. are you from the agent's 20 pounds or 15 uh, I got I got another about eight pounds to go. It's not um, bad though. No, it's not bad. I cu- cutting out soda was well, cutting out soda most of the part mostly. That was like the everybody everybody I hear that says that it's just like you lose about 10 15 pounds of soda and but then it's just hard like like I didn't have ice cream last night but I had pink berry you know but I'm, just, I'm just making is blue apron making your life easier uh, we're going to we're going we're to get into that uh, <laughs> so let's talk about the fights that happened last week Gustafson uh, versus Glover you guys watched them yeah, yeah. all You're right so me. what you didn't watch them I don't watch any of them uh, well all right you can't talk about them then uh, <laughs> Gustafson Look, man, I, I feel like in some ways he just happens to, you know, if he was any other weight, he would be the champion. Not any other weight, but a lot of other weights. He has that talent. Uh, if he was a, if he was a 35-pounder or a 70-pounder, maybe even a 50, I don't know if he would beat Connor, but he just, he has these, these, but he just happens to be with John Jones, Anthony Johnson, and Daniel Cormier, who right. are just... Uh, the three, probably three of the pound, pound, um, not anymore, but pound for pound, three of the best guys. Uh, Johnson probably isn't in that, in that t- but he's just, uh, you know, Glover, uh, I mean, I mean, uh, Gustafson just, he's got everything 
But it was one of those fights where, like, great, like we were talking before, great fighters can make adjustments. Mm-hmm. Um, Mayweather makes adjustments. Connor makes adjustments. John Jones is the epitome of a guy who might, you know, lose the, not lose the first round, but not look great in the first round. But by round four or five, he's got your number. Anderson used to be that way too. Anderson, Glover Teixeira just kept getting hit with that uppercut, and I don't know if his corner. I, told him like dude fucking block either block the uppercut or stop going straight i never saw a guy <laughs> it was like a video game yeah. where it was <laughs> like and, and 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 it's it, the funny thing is that the rear uppercut is a dang i mean if you're good at it it's one thing but it's a dangerous punch to throw because it's yeah. it's a short it's not a long punch it's a short punch from your rear hand and he was throwing it as a lead he wasn't even setting it up he was leading with it so you gotta lead in with a rear uppercut and to land it that many times on a guy with that much power is like Four. I mean, the last one it was three in a row, and then he finally came back with a, with a, a hook. But what the fuck is? Uh, I mean, what is Glover thinking? Yeah, that's prep. That has to be preparation. That's preparation. Not not even not having a guy in training that's that tall, that long, to spar with to get used to that distance, or, or just not seeing either not sparring enough, or not having the right guys to spar to be able to see those openings. Because I mean, you get hit like that. I mean, if you know, if we're in, if, if I'm training, if I'm in a training camp. And I'm getting hit with a particular punch, and it's happening over and over. He's gonna correct that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I felt like yeah, I felt like watching that him getting hit like that. Um, it had to be, you know, I don't know something wrong in his camp, or, or he, didn't, he didn't he didn't train hard enough, or he didn't just have the right guys, or whatever. I mean, he's training in Connecticut. Yeah. I guarantee he's the best guy in that gym. Yeah. I mean, and that's I think the one of the problems. Yeah. Also, it goes to show you with John Jones. I think that you know Glover. Yeah, he was taking like. People have told me he was fucking hookers the night before and taking <laughs> ecstasy and partying and maybe that isn't the best fight prep for a guy like <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe not. <laughs> but I still think he has a tough time with guys with length. And I do think that Phil Davis would have given him a problem. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if Phil Davis would have beaten John Jones. And I'm sure 99% of my people listening are like, you're fucking out of your mind because... But I do think no, that... Styles make fights. Styles make fights, and Phil might have given John a problem. I mean, J- John just kills people that are shorter than him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But when a guy is taller than him, and how many guys are at that length of uh, Gustafson? Just Gus right. and Phil Davis and... I mean, who else is, is, no, is that? And in Phil Davis, that that his his wrestling is just, it it's just different. Like you know, there's there's people who are really good wrestlers, collegiate wrestlers, and you it, it shows. Yeah, okay, this guy can really wrestle. And there's other people who have that weird. They might not have even been the best wrestlers, but they have that weird. Like the guy, the Bellator guy, we talk, uh, Darion Caldwell. Caldwell. It, it, it's not like a Chad Mendez wrestling. Wrestling gonna hold you down. I got. The, it's just kind of some some sort of. It, it's almost like a. Like if you watch a Rico Chipparelli back, it was like a different type of it's wrestling. Like athleticism like, meets wrestling. It, yeah, it, they're like I remember uh, Caldwell. One of my favorite fights ever, fights wrestling matches ever, was against Metcalf in the finals. And Metcalf had had teched him earlier on in the season. And Brett Metcalf, I mean, beat Bubba Jenkins eight times. Is a world renowned wrestler, and he went up against Caldwell in the finals. And Caldwell threw a head and arm to open the match and hit it. A head and arm is like a middle school move that I don't want to teach because they're going to go for it every time. To hit that on a world champion is beyond insane. It's like, I mean, to me, it's like almost like knocking out uh, uh, John Jones with uh, opening up the match with a a, a cartwheel. But not not even like that. It's just beyond, beyond me that he would get caught. And then towards the end of the match, 
Caldwell is doing backflips to end the wrestling match. He's, he's up like by eight points and he's just doing backflips with like 10 seconds left, which is completely disrespectful. He shouldn't have done it. And then Metcalf just ran into him and threw him 20 feet in the air, almost killed him like off the mat, which you could sort of fault both of those guys. Like right. he shouldn't have been doing backflips, but at the same time, it's not the way to respond to him. But it was pretty damn awesome. And uh, I went on a, he came to my comedy show, uh, Caldwell, and we talked about that. And I honestly, he's at Alliance now, and I, I do think Darian Caldwell, dude, he, the guy's taller than me. I mean, he's got to be almost six feet. Yeah. I don't know how he gets down to 135, 145, but I do think him sparring with, 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 with Dominic Cruz, I know he got caught by that guy from Guam, the, the, in that sort of, he's got Tied tired, it, whatever they- took a lazy shot, and, but I, I think Caldwell could be one of the best guys in the world, if not the champion. He, I think he could, at 135, give, give a, a problem to Cody, mm-hmm. No Love, and TJ Dillashaw, and people are going to think I'm crazy about that too, but... No, no, but, I, I, well, being him, Terry, I'm being a, a, a 35-er, I've always said, I mean, I've been saying this for a while, I go, honestly... Style-wise, I say I think that out of all the matches in the world, I think that's the toughest match for him because we're always talking about oh, who who can we fight if we get there? Because like, I want him to I want Terion to fight Thomas Almeida. I think that's a, a really great fight. Yeah, one I'm begging for that fight. I think it's a good fight. Plus, you beat Thomas Almeida. It looks so so. Yeah, absolutely. He, trust me, this dude's hands. But I'm like, style-wise, I go, I would rather see him against TJ Dillashaw than, than Darion Caldwell right now because of, the, because of how good his wrestling is. Yeah. Not that we can't beat any of those guys at some point, but I, don't, I think he's underrated, and it's I just not, love his wrestling. Also, it's not blast doubles wrestling. No, it's, it's a not, different it's, thing. It's, it's like, I mean, Phil Davis, his single leg. I remember watching his match with somebody, and I'm like, dude, he's got amazing single leg. And right away, he hit a single. And that's also something that the way he... The way, the way he... Um, I, I, we, I actually, sometimes I name moves or stuff after fighters because I think it helps other fighters who... Like, the guys who really watch, not everybody in the gym. I actually have people, fighters, that don't even watch UFC. It's weird to me. Yeah. But... Um, but the guys that really watch fights, I'll name something after another fighter yeah. because they'll remember, right? Dwayne Ludwig does that a lot too. Yeah, so I, so I, when when we're in, when you're in, when someone's in kind of like a turtle position and you're not looking to take their back yet, but you've just kind of got that that side. I mean, like a wrestler position. Yeah. Where we ra- grab wrists, different wrist grabs. I call it, uh, I call it wonderful wrist control. Oh, nice. So because. I've never seen anybody do it as well as Phil Davis. He gets on top and starts risk controlling you. Nobody gets up from that. Wait, on, yeah. on on Phil on their back. No, like, yeah, or, or they're in a turtle. Phil's, and Phil's on their yeah. back. Oh, okay, so, yeah, kind of like, like an Askren control too, yeah, where he yeah, reaches yeah. under, reaches and, under the and he'll grab from either hand from pull, either wrist, yeah. and it's like, and then punch with the other Can hand. You call it's out fucking... CM Punk, and the guy just gets knocked out at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. CM Punk, don't protect your neck. <laughs> yeah. Put your hands down. Run into it. Throw a fucking crazy punch. I mean, like, <laughs> Roy Nelson, double whopper. Yeah. By the way, we're talking about Roy Nelson going to Bellator or Bellator. Now it's called. But we're gonna talk about that for a sec. Uh, you were talking about uh, fuck. I had so many things. Oh, when I'm coaching wrestling for the little kids, uh, you know, a lot of times guys are on their back, and of course, you obviously the first thing you tell them is bridge and punch through. But sometimes you want to have them flee the mat. Which, if the ref knows you're <laughs> fleeing the mat, you can get a point taken away. Which is basically just butt scoot off the mat, <laughs> right. right? So I'm always like, every year I'm like, okay, who has a girlfriend on the team? And one kid raised their hand. I'm like, what's your girlfriend's name? And then this little kid, Noah, uh, uh, Noah, he was this very 
cute Jewish kid and he's like my girlfriend's name is Takira he was dating this like black girl from the hood I guess named Takira <laughs> so are I'm you like, sure he wasn't dating his shofar because that sounds like one of the noises they make at certain maybe, maybe that was it but I'm pretty sure her name was that she used to come to practice Takira Takira so I'm like okay when I yell Takira it means flee the mat <laughs> Get the so, so, like, so we had all the kids yelling Takira 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 <laughs> that's hilarious that's what we always do um, but so uh, by the way sidetrack Ultimate Fighter are you watching Ultimate Fighter this year yeah I am not thinking that uh, Team Alpha Male is coming off very good at all. Uh, I, <laughs> nope. I sort of like going into the season, like Cody No Love had this like cool, like, and, and it just seems like he, I, I know Cody and I knew him before the Uf, he got into the UFC, but he's coming across like a hothead yeah. and they're almost becoming like, like TJ said, like scorn ex-girlfriends yeah. who are now like Dwayne Lubbock just walked in and they were all just talking all this shit to Dwayne like why do you have to steal him blah 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 Dane was probably high out of his mind you could just see his eyes were <laughs> not in the thing and then TJ just seems like a pretty down to earth normal guy he doesn't yeah. say much and Cody's... he's like my coach left that's why I left and they're like fuck you and everyone wants to fight it. like what like the fight at the locker room yeah. Where, where I think TJ's team was in, Cody and your eye are out, and they're like, you're a fucking liar, TJ, you're a fucking liar. Tell them the truth, you bailed on us. And like, don't make me bring up the fucking video where I knocked you out in sparring. Yeah. Who fucking cares? Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I agree. I actually kind of like, I don't really like, haven't really liked either one of those guys. Mm -hmm. They just both seem kind of like, they're the, they're the guys, especially Cody in this season, are, are the guys that everybody outside of MMA thinks of you, you know yes you know they're, they're, the affliction they're, shirt yeah, yeah. they're the fucking yeah they're the guys, they're the guys that, that are like walking around the ufc the going yeah, fuck yeah. like those guys you're just like shut up for a minute please like <laughs> like that they would, like, how many the, syringes are in the trash can yeah. in the bathroom right now like the, like the time years ago when when uh, matt hughes bj penn to i'm sitting in the guy in front of me now granted he this was could be my favorite story of yours yeah. ever. <laughs> and i was like he just yelled matt hughes for 90 minutes nonstop, but he was deaf, so it was, and no one wanted to tell him to shout. But I was just like, wow, this guy's like the worst. Uh, I mean, just, and then the other one is when people were yelling, <laughs> when everyone was yelling, USA, USA. I hate when like, USA. Uh, he's from Hawaii, dumbass. I, like, well, it's like BJ Penn is uh, yeah, that's a, right. That's it a was good BJ Penn versus Matt Hughes, and people were going, USA. That is so dumb. Well, well, the like, other, the other issue I have with the show. And this is something we only recently found out, but you're like, cool, the coaches are going to go at it, and then they're going to fight at the end. And it's like, Cody's out, TJ may be fighting DJ or whatever, and you're like, I don't really care anymore. It does. It, I, I, don't, I don't care. I, I, don't, I don't, like, Rich, and when it was Rich replacing Tito, as soon as Tito dropped, I'm like, well, don't care. Same with Brock. and, uh, Joe, Brock and By the way, one of the funniest death things, though, was when uh, uh, Tito was fighting Matt Hamill. Oh. And uh, and Tito said that like uh, deaf people's like heads aren't as like uh, that they have like thicker heads or something or, or like <laughs> it was like the most no he said something like were they easier to get knocked out because their equilibrium is off or something like that? yeah because they're deaf <laughs> and this is coming from Tito this is coming from Tito dude and like first of all and and like Matt Hamill was laughing his ass off that was one of the reasons I think that like people hated Bisbing initially on the Ultimate Fighter because Bisbing and Hamill didn't get along. And it's like, how do you not get along with a deaf guy who like has overcome so much? I remember actually when I was in college at SUNY Binghamton in New York, and Matt Hamill transferred from a D1 school where he was an All-American to uh, I think RPI because it was a school with mostly deaf people. Uh, it was a big deaf community, and he was just—you just saw the difference of D1 and D3. <laughs> you was just, and you saw Matt Hamill, and the dude was just like 
just solid. Just murdering D three years. Yeah, just, <laughs> just just murder. Just solid, and you're like, this is a man. This is this is a man, and we're all a bunch of boys. And, and Matt Hamill yeah. had that. Meanwhile, I did a college. I did a show there, right? And they at at RPI it was mostly deaf people in the crowd, or a lot of deaf people in the crowd. And there was a translator on stage. Like a sign language translator? Sign language translator. So I kept saying during the show, I really want to bang the comedian. He he is so hot. And she had to kind of, and and they all started laughing. Like, oh my God, look at his crotch. Like, it's just, I was saying all this (laughs) fucked up shit that she had to translate. Uh, But but speaking of like douchey, because there's nobody more douchey than this guy, Matthew Klein Cater. Oh, that fucking bodybuilder. The bodybuilder that goes by Shallow King. Right, and he's talking all this shit. Why? Because he's got a small asshole. Uh, so he's talking all this shit that he wants to fight Cody Nolov. Oh, I saw that. Uh, Did you retweet this shit yeah, the other yeah, day? Yeah. And he says he wants to go. He's gonna fight Why? Cody Nolov. Does he have a plane ticket to Sacramento? Because it's gonna be on pay per view. Uh, like, yeah, it was something. St- I have a plane. I'll see you there, and, dude. And, and now, and and, and now. Uh, and now, uh, uh, what's his name? Diego Sanchez is involved. Didn't for, Justin Buckholz tweet about how, how bad do you want to be famous that you want to just go get your ass well, just like get the knocked guy who the fuck out? Like, it's like the guy who challenged Josh Neer, and then the video surfaced that Josh Neer beat the fuck out of this dude. That's all that dude's looking for, man. That's all he's looking for. 15 he's seconds. But he was calling out Mark Hunt, and then he said uh, he said he wanted to fight Mark Hunt before that. He was talking to, he was talking to the Chrissy Mack saying he was in the same thing the War Machine did. I don't know what this guy's problem is, but he also says that like his girlfriend is like fake Barbie or something. Is he his girlfriend? No. She looks like. Uh, I mean, I I kind of wanted to go in on him because he's he was talking about. Uh, about what's the name's girlfriend? About Cody's girlfriend looking like a uh, tranny. He was saying a, 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 late, a Thai lady boy, and he's like, "My girlfriend looks like Pam Anderson in her prime." And I, I wanted to with put, or without Pepsi. I, well, I wanted to put. <laughs> I honestly wanted to put. Uh, I think he meant Louis Anderson. Uh, but like, Lonnie Anderson. Dude, you got to see his girl. His girl is like. It, it's ridiculous. His girlfriend is... Uh, Buckholtz tweets back were fucking hilarious. And Buckholtz will murder this dude. Uh, well, they're, they're, it's funny because there's this guy I know and I've knew, known him for a few years. And he's been calling out Johnny Hendricks for like four or five years. Oh, I know years. that guy. The dude... Okay, and then he went to... I forgot what event it was. Oh, and he ends up with Nick Diaz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's telling Nick, I could fuck up Hendricks tomorrow. He don't want the fight. Dana won't let me fight. Nick's like, how many fights you got? He's like, oh, I got two, you know, and this and that. And he's like, but I'll fuck up Hendricks tomorrow. He just needs to take the fight. And Nick's looking at him like... Looking at everybody else, like you hear this guy? Yeah, no, I know. He's gonna knock out Johnny. When Nick, when Nick Diaz looks at you, like you're high. Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> exactly. yeah. dude, look at this guy's girlfriend. Okay, I, I, I mean, his girlfriend's the one that. that honestly, like, I'd rather have Cody's girlfriend. That right. girl's creepy looking. Honestly, of course, honestly, his, that girl, girl's his girlfriend creepy. looks like she looks like that bodybuilder yeah, type that you see, and you're like, that could be gr- like yeah, really, really disgusting. Like, just like take some of that shit off and puts it in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> She's got like yeah. a fake ass. Her face is just not no. When she attractive. when she takes it off, she does look like Louis Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> it might be Louis Anderson. Like, uh, God, yeah, that's Angeline. I don't, with the I pink don't get. Corvette. I don't. The, the, the fake ass thing uh, is weird to me because you know what fake tits feel like. How like even even if you think it looks good, which it almost never does. How, what does that feel? I felt it's, it. That's got to feel I, I, weird, I, it right? Does. I felt it before. It felt. It feels like plastic. A plastic ass is what it feels like. Well, now, I, now I guess I'm doing some of these things, and it's actually fucking dangerous. I, like I, I was listening to. So I forgot what I was listening to. Some podcast or whatever. They're talking about where now they take the fat from the stomach and they put it but so that it feels more real. Yep. But that from this certain clinic, three people have died in the last three months. 
on that very procedure on the operating table. Like they didn't wake up from the anesthesia, like doing that. I don't like try what? working out. Try squats. And like, who are you doing yeah. this for? No guy's ever not gonna fuck you because your ass isn't an inch bigger. And, and if he doesn't, I'm sure there's what? 47 behind him. That's always my favorite will. thing when a girl's like, when when a woman gets like, you know, fake tits or whatever. It's always, I'm doing it for me. Yeah. No, yeah, that's, what, that's why you're you walking around the like this all the fucking time. <laughs> yeah, Look exactly. at these. Touch them. They're yeah, real. Yeah. You're doing it. I'm doing it for me. Yes. I, uh, give me Is a break. Your boyfriend? <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah, you dating an Asian guy? Me? <laughs> Asian design student? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There are sometimes, you know, girls like, who, like, if they go through like a big weight loss, it'll shrink significantly. And that happens. So if you're going through a big weight like loss and, and you feel self-conscious and, you, and, you, and you're doing it, but for the most part, man, they're doing it for you. But but even then though, you're self-conscious because of what other people think of your tits. Right. Like it's like, there's pretty like, much nothing that you do for you. <laughs> no, everything, exactly, it's, it's everything. Like in life. Just, just be honest with it. Just like yeah. you know what, like you know, yeah. it's it's not necessarily a super bad thing to to you know in, in certain aspects. I, I don't have a I don't, don't get care, and I don't have a problem about what people think about you. I mean, it's, you know, like if you like you know, obviously you you don't want to go out like looking. You know, you, you go out with your hair all fucked up all the time like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you no. want to... I think, but I just think I think the stereotype with with the the women have as long as you don't go fucking crazy with the lips and whatever. But like we work out. If you're fat and you want to get in shape, you work out. If if you don't have tits and you want to get tits, I don't give a shit. Go do whatever. Yeah. Like you're, we're all bettering. You're all trying to better the. But let's not pretend that you're not doing it to attract other people. I'll give you an That's example. Why you I'll give you a perfect example. My I dated a girl who was a dental hygienist. I mean, ten years ago, she worked. Brad Pitt used to come in to her thing. She said he smells so bad. She said like he would go in there and everyone would be like, "Ugh, Brad Pitt's in here, right?" <laughs> like I mean, really, they said he smelled. So really, Pitt is fitting. They said, <laughs> exactly. "Yeah, no." They said the whole place would reek. You want to know why? Because he's fucking Brad Pitt. He doesn't have to do that. Women are still gonna fuck him. If right. women would still well, fuck you about, yeah. based on what right. you look like, no, none of us would do anything. Okay. Right. If, if, if like I wouldn't even wake up in the morning. Like, <laughs> like Shaq, like Shaq said for the longest, like he would wear these big ass fake diamond, uh, these diamond there'd be cubic zirconias. He's like. Like I'm rich, people are gonna think they're real. Who rings? He wore fake, big. Fake. Who's standing there going, you know, I saw Shag today, but those earrings, yeah, <laughs> exactly. those are CZs for sure, man. I don't appreciate the CZs, okay? So, when I was growing up, like when I was younger, women wanted to be like a size zero or two. That was what was in. Yeah. When, like I used to work at the Banana Republic at the fitting section, the women's <laughs> right. fitting section. Okay, women would come in. I'm a zero. I'm a two. Blah blah blah. Now what every, every really now every chick you. wants to be a fucking an eight ass with a fucking small waist. It's just because that's what's considered in. Right. But it's it, it all changes. People are doing it for other people. You're not getting fake tits for you. I'm sorry. You're not sucking no. your own tits. Okay. No. <laughs> you know you're not titty even fucking if you yourself. are. It's but not the fucking are. same. Even yeah. if you are, it's not the same. So anyway, back to the fights. Uh, so I'll tell you. So uh, Volis Kavich, he beat Masoki. That was a fight that I thought he was losing. Yeah. Two rounds. I thought he was gonna be. It was losing two rounds, and then he hit him, and then uh, he had him doing the the uh, stanky leg. Yeah. And people kept tweeting me. Listen, people, if you're listening to me, if somebody gets knocked out or, or gets the stanky leg or the, the Rashad face, people call it. I'm not going to retweet it. Okay. <laughs> the only time, and I learned this early. Or tagging on, you in the photo. Tagging. The only time people have ever gotten mad at me as fighters is when they've lost, and I made a joke about it. I've right. learned that early on. Danny Castillo said he was going to knock me out. Okay. Now we're friends. Been to five shows. Uh, Brandon Schaub got mad at me because after, I think it was the Noguera fight, okay, I said something. It was early on, and then there was somebody else who got mad. Uh, 
uh, Forrest after the Tito fight when he ran out of the cage. It's that's when they're the most vulnerable. And I'm sure as a fighter, you don't want to see it. If I, if I bombed on stage and got booed off the stage, I would not want the, the, the gif of people booing yeah. me, right. you know, crying or whatever. So Turner, Turner Woodley doesn't even like seeing a highlight of him getting knocked out, let alone somebody talking shit about him. Yeah, I'm him. not going to do that, okay? So I understand that you think it's funny, but uh, number one, I, I, you know, it is a sport, and a guy getting knocked out, like out cold especially, is, is a scary, a very scary thing, and right. I'm not going to retweet it. Same time, that being said, uh, I was happy for, uh, for that dude. Um, and I was, uh, Nordin Talab, he beat this kid, Encamp, this yeah. uh, karate kid, who was undefeated, 6-0. and uh, And, you know, I like Talab because uh, th- they said he had a, a chip on his shoulder, but they said it in a different way. It was something like a, I forgot the, the, the uh, British term that they were using for it. <laughs> it was, uh, I forgot what it was, but it was pretty funny. It was the, but they said he was a little bitter because he's not getting the respect. And, and anytime someone's bitter, mm. uh, I can relate to that. So I automatically <laughs> was like rooting for that person. So I, I was happy for uh, Talib. And I'll tell you who I was <clears throat> most, but that guy, uh, Volkan, who knocked out Ozdemir. Sasha. Yeah, yeah, he knocked out Misha Serkinov. Like, like and you know what it was? But you know, at the same time. That was well, the, the littlest. Punt, the one that little behind the yeah, ear, he, that, he it was like a three inch punch. I mean, it was barely lo- looked uh, like unbelievable. It yeah, it must but, have crazy power. But also, <laughs> but also, you must train with Bruce Lee. But also, you know, this got to be something. It's always weird when a guy gets hit behind the ear, which technically is illegal. Um, but right, because it's supposed to say after behind the ear, but you can't help it because yeah, as long as you're touching the ear, it's okay though. Or, oh, really? Or yeah. If it's, it's in a sense where it's like it's like because it's hard if someone's facing you. And you throw a punch and you hit him behind the ear. A lot of referees are not going to call it because because of it's it, it's intent. Now if the guy was facing behind you and you're purposely punching him in the back of the head, and they're going to disqualify you for that. But like I mean, if you look at like 95 percent of the head kicks, the foot will wrap around and hit you in the back of the head every single time. So that's legal. And that's legal because if the person's in, if the person's in front is facing you, so your intent is to hit him in the face or to you know hit him hit him in the side. So do they explain that to you backstage? Yeah. They they. they Kind of for the most part, but they don't really get into detail. But it's like it, it's it's just more so if they feel that you're intentionally hitting in the back right. of the head, then they're gonna disqualify you. But if it's something where it's kind of like you know you're you're throwing a punch, like if you're if you're on the ground, you have the guy's back, and you and the guy's like this, and you're throwing at his face, but he turns you hit him in the back of the head, that's that guy's fault. Right. So but if you throw a second one there, if you throw a second, then one it's there, on you. Because I always I always wonder because that equilibrium shot seems to be the one, probably the most dangerous shot yeah. in fighting. Yeah. Uh, the one that yeah. Dos Santos knocked out Kane with. Yeah. Uh, and I'm always like, I always get confused whether it's legal. That's why if I was a fighter, I would put a line in, in my head. And then put paint on the guy's gloves so you can see, hey, listen, you hit me right here. But it's just, it's just that's okay. Not, but one of the things you have to do as a fighter, though, too, is I, I see this, I see it very, very often, um, especially in the bigger, the bigger divisions, because obviously the guy hit harder and one punch can, can take you out. Uh, but a punch is coming and a guy reacts by doing this Turning and he gets hit so that's a, that's one of the things the same along the same lines if you're on the ground and the guy has your back and he's punching and you turn your head and you have to shoot the back of your head that's that's on you for turning your head so it's not the same it's the same thing when you're standing up and a guy throws a punch he's smitten throw it in your face and you turn your head and he hits you behind the ear that's on you okay so you got to be more like um uh, you know you know you watch some of the best boxers you know guys like you know lomachenko floyd mayweather when they slip they slip in a sense to where they're still looking at you. They don't. They don't take their eyes off of you. Where you see a lot of guys in MMA and experienced strikers, they're they're trying to get away and they're doing this and they're turning the head and they're exposing the back of the head. So you're gonna get clipped. You need to hit like that. That's always like I always get a little bit um, 
uh, I always get a little bit wary when, whenever someone goes down with that shot because I'm like, oh, fuck, the equilibrium shot because I don't think yeah. it necessarily reflects the, the guy's chin. No. no. Like, you could have a great yeah. chin but like a weak, but it just, that, that weird shot just sets people off. Yeah, there, there's a couple weird spots in like, I mean, the chin, you know, usually knocks you out, obviously. Um, but yeah, the back of the head, the neck, which also, the neck is another one where it, it, it doesn't, I mean, sometimes you get knocked out from the neck, but it just like the back of the head, but it's the same kind of thing. You, you get hit in the, like in the neck. Cloudy. It's a, yeah, it's just like such a weird, where you're kind of like, what? What what happened there? Like, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's like reset button. It's fucking really? weird. I've been kicked in the neck and like, like involuntarily yelled. I got kicked in the neck one time and I yelled neck. No way. And everyone started laughing at the gym. They're like, "Did you just fucking yell? What did you yell?" And I go, "I don't know. What did I yell?" And That's hilarious. Said, you yelled neck. What when, the hell's when neck? When your girl blows like, you, you're like balls. Yeah, exactly. Dick, yeah. Shaft. Only she only she kicks me in the neck while doing it though. <laughs> Meanwhile, so I think every blowjob I've ever gotten is the best blowjob I've ever gotten. <laughs> you ever notice that? Like, I don't know. That like nine out of ten times when you get head, you're just like, "That was the greatest. That was that was that was the greatest." Yeah, but then there's the other side of things where it's absolutely horrible, and you just want to be like, "Please yeah. stop. Just just get off of me." Really? Yeah. Who was it though? Wasn't it Mar- Mar- I think it was Mario Joyner used to do a joke about like, um, my friend said he got a bad blowjob. I was like, wait, let me, let me get this straight. Your dick was in her mouth, right? Because <laughs> okay, he's like, blowjobs start at great and they get better. He goes, how do you- <laughs> That's a good point. I, I, I think I, it was. There was, uh, there was one time I picked up this girl. Uh, this girl I was getting this UCLA cheerleader. Maybe she was the dance team or something. This chick was crazy. I mean, hot, short, but just. Just crazy. Like, I would I would go over her place. There'd be her friends there, and she would start blowing me like in front of her friends, like 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 in the same room. But they wouldn't know. She was short. She was like five foot. But so like one time I picked her up from like some club. Literally picked her up. Her and her friends from a club. Hey, we're drunk. You pick us up. So she's in the front seat, and she just starts going down on me. Your friends are in the back seat. And I was going to let her, but then they started taking out their phones. I was like, all right, stop. I don't, I don't need this. It's the same reason I'll never send a dick pic or anything. I just don't. I know don't need as that. soon as I send it, I'm going to get that call from Disney <laughs> saying, hey, we want to sign you for this five-year kid show. Right. And, and next thing I know, oh, hey, sorry. We, we all saw your dick. We're going to give it to A.C. Slater. It's now on, it's now on the fucking internet and yeah. you're everywhere. And you get like two shows in and like someone sees you and I'm like, wait a minute. Somebody pops yes. up their phone at a show like, isn't this you? Exactly. <laughs> Big picture of that guy. Let's get him out of. Let's get him off here. Or imagine he's at a show and all of a sudden, like, I do know you look. <laughs> I know. Uh, absolutely. Uh, so uh, Trevor Smith, Chris Carmozzi, felt bad for Carmozzi in this fight because he just couldn't get started. Yeah. Um, he's also he should not fight anybody that had any kind of college wrestling experience because <laughs> it seems like he gets taken down by Thomas Lathis. Jacare took him down twice. 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 No, I mean, twice. it just bad. seems like. And I like Kamozi a lot. Like he was one of those dudes that when I first met him, he kept texting me, going, hey, "I want to meet you. I want to meet you." Like he kept texting me, he wants to meet me, and I'm like, "Like is this dude gonna fucking punch me in the face?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. he's, he's like, "You're in Vegas. Come, man. I really want to meet you." So I like go on, I go meet him, and I'm stoned out of my mind, right? And I'm with like this girl, and, and you then, took him down, didn't you? He, no kidding. Yeah, it's that eighth grade. And he's in a casino with his wife, right? His wife is smoking hot, and she's rolling, and he's like, yo, man, I love you. And he kind of fanboyed to me, and that's right. when he became, and his wife. Hi, nice to meet you. And his wife was rolling her eyes, like, this fuck, this is so pathetic. But that's how 
my girl feels when I meet a pro fighter. Like, so I know exactly how my girl's like, oh. I'm like, no, you don't understand. Uh, blah, blah. And my girl's like, whoop-de-doo. You know, like, she, <laughs> Whatever. Uh, yeah, she's not impressed by any of this shit. Like, my girl. Which, so why do you think I graph alone? <laughs> yeah, oh, because your girl, yeah, yeah, it's, it's hard. I mean, uh, so, uh, but anyway, so Kramozi, well, I'll always be, I love Chris Kramozi. He's a great dude. He's also a real fighter. Like, I remember he, when I saw him last time, he got he lost like two fights in a row, and he's like, "Yo, man, if I get cut, I'm just gonna fight every week in someone's hometown." I'm like, "Really?" He's like, "Yeah." He's like, and, I'm all, "And it was right when that like um, that league of like team fighting started coming out, like ten on ten, like Russia versus whatever." Oh yeah. And he goes, "I went to my gym. I recruited seven guys, and we're gonna fight those guys in Russia." Like that, <laughs> that was his plan. Like I'm not even like was even like a joke. ACB's on Saturday, but Kamozi MMA Friday yeah, night. Exactly. He was like, he's like, "Chill, so he'll join my team." He had all these guys who were just. I'm like, "Can I be on the team? I'll, I'll just sit in the back and just talk shit." Right. <laughs> like, yeah, man. You'll be the hype man. <laughs> you'll get tapped. You'll get tapped to banana splits. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. So, uh, but Chris Kamozi is a real fighter. Um, he always you, has been, though. But you know, there's athletes and there's yeah, fighters. Yeah, no, he always right. has been, though. Yeah, you want Jacare again? Fuck it. <laughs> Anybody, but Trevor Smith, uh, just put it on him. Yeah. Uh, but just smart. A guy can't stop your takedown. You take him down. By the way, I've been watching some of those Access TVs. Uh, access fights. I didn't even know I had access, but all of a sudden it came right. on my computer. Uh, and those two guys are hilarious. The, Michael Chavello the, the is the fun. He makes. He is so ridiculous. He's stopping it's, though. He's not gonna be doing anything. Why? I don't have no idea. Although, although it's, it, 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 it's like I, I used to drive me nuts. People, people would make fun of Moro. I love Moro now. I used to make, love Moro. He's my favorite. People used to make fun of his of his uh, his analogy, like because yeah. his, his, he would come up with some really funny obscure ones. People were like, "That's stupid." Meanwhile, they love Chavalo, who's still saying "Good Night Irene," which is a reference to a '70s song. He's unbelievable. <laughs> like, I'm like, I are mean, you making reference to a song that was obscure in the '70s? And he's like, so, and he's so biased. Like, there was a guy. <laughs> oh my god. There was a guy named Bobby Lee. Okay, who fought? He was six and zero. He was like the hometown guy, but he was like the New England guy, like or right. Missouri guy, and he fought this like rugged vet who who beat him. Right. Uh, who be, uh, Bobby Lee couldn't knock him out in the first typical guy, but he was like all his six stoppages and then finally the, the, and he's like don't worry Bobby Lee you hang in there you're gonna be a champ one day don't I'm like the fight hasn't even over yet like it's still the third round I, I, I'm like this, what about the guy who's beating him like right. like, like, he did not even give a shit about the guy who just won and Chavello is fucking hilarious and Militich so, is the most straight shooter guy ever yeah. so he's like annoyed with Chavello <laughs> right exactly and they're like fighting uh, that's right pal that's right buddy <laughs> yeah, he correct him without like raising his voice like, oh, funny, oh Chevelle. I, I, I remember one time I was watching some fight I'm like, I'm like he might as well be saying and then there was, there was a, an, another fight where, where I'm like he might as well be praising the guy for headbutting his hand you know what I mean like he's really using his head against his fist like it's like I mean it was it was so bad I'm like what Dude, are you not watching the same fight I'm watching I think they're on YouTube they're, my favorites if there's like there's two that I can think of just that off the top of my head uh, where they put together these clips of so there's this guy named something Johnson, but his his, his, his nickname is Swinging. So the entire time you just hear, oh, big Swinging Johnson. Oh, he's big Swinging Johnson, and then the other one is like Myanus. His name is like oh yeah, yeah, yeah Myanus. So there's like a three minute clip of him just yelling out, yelling it out. He's what about bang? he's pounding Myanus? <laughs> yeah, what, about, what about Bang versus Cunts in the UFC? Was, oh. But this dude, Chevello. I mean, I remember one time he was like, and he's kind of perverted. He's like. 
Uh, he has less hair than the girls at Justin Bieber concerts. I'm like, what, what? what kind of hair? Yeah, that's exactly. Like, what the fuck? Like, it's. I, I, I hope that guy, honestly, I'm, I'm mad at myself for not. If I would have known this was going on, I, I would have Fuck the fights. Just listen to this dude. So fucking ridiculous. And, but even the fighters themselves are hilarious. Like, there was a guy I watched last week. His name was Newman against, he lost to Krantz. And Newman was a Hickson Gracie black belt. And his nickname was The Chef. And he came out with a chef hat. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I found him in the car with that guy. He was back there, he was backstage, and he was like, people were like, holy, like he's known for like baking. Yeah. There's a points in the weigh-ins. And then like, so some of the commission was asking like, hey, are you going to bake? Like he's like, a, he's like, a, like, he went to like chef school. He's like a real chef. No, and like the, and the, the crowd, there's like two tables. Everyone has chef hats, right? <laughs> this guy comes out. I'm like, this is my favorite. You're going to get cooked. Dude, meanwhile, the guy has no, I, I like the guy, but he, he has no stand-up. Stand-up was not very good. Yeah. He gets knocked out quickly, right? Yeah. Like, second round, this guy... So he got butchered? He got butchered, right? <laughs> yeah, he got cooked, right? So, fuck... And the guy who's winning, Roasted. right? Roasted? The, the guy who... Burnt? Not, I don't know the, what the... The guy who knocks him out, right? It, 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 it was very well done. But, uh, so the guy who knocks him out, right? He's, he punches him, like, nine times in the face and then goes to the ref... You could have stopped that earlier. Like, <laughs> like, this dude starts yelling at the ref. Like Roy Nelson and Big John? Yeah. Like the Big Foot fight? Like, I'm like, it was unbelievable. And then, then there was another guy who fought Chase Walden. Uh, who, uh, who's a, he fought this guy Butterfield, who was a welder. And, and then they kept bringing up, this guy's got welding strength. I'm right? going to melt you. Welding strength. <laughs> I'm just thinking of WWE promos with these fucking names. I'm going to melt you. The welder you. versus the baker. I'm going to melt you hot. so hard. I got to tell you, Access TV, like, I'm I have to go back and watch every one of these events. <laughs> fucking so this guy Butterfield, he won. Like he, I, I thought he won. He, typical where he just held the guy down for three rounds. He was a, uh, he was a guy out of uh, what's the name? Askren's gym out of uh, Rufus Sport. Yeah, Rufus Sport. Yeah. They seem to have every guy. Wait, in they promotion. have other than Askren. They have wrestling there. So yeah, so he <laughs> held him down. Militich had him winning three rounds to nothing, right? right? But of course the guy loses, right? And then Chase Walden goes, after he goes, he goes, wow, thanks for the gift. But, like, who the fuck tells the, like, that was in his speech. Like Lozon? Yeah, he goes, thanks for the gift. Like Lozon. And- he was saying thanks for the gift as far as, like, thanks for this easy fight. Because he just, Oh, I no, thought you no, meant, he was no, saying, no, well, no, they gave him the win. Oh, oh I thought he you meant like Lozon yeah, and Held, where he's no, like, no. I didn't win that fucking fight. That's exactly what uh, happened, but I never yeah. I never heard a guy, well, maybe Lozon now I did, but he goes, thanks for the gift. Yeah, that, like, that's Jesus. like something McCorkle would say. I, I had a guy way back in the day, one of my guys won, and when they announced it, they should have won when they announced it to the other guy, the other guy went, I didn't win that fight. That <laughs> was hilarious. He goes, uh, don't clap for me. The other guy won the fight. Yeah. It was hilarious. I lo- honestly, like, like, there's something really cool about this, like, lower level. And it's not okay. lower. Like, LFA is still high level. But there's something cool about, like, having a chef. And it also... <laughs> it also the it, chef is the welder. Yeah. And it also it's is, like, guys who are 4-0 and 5-0. and So they're not ready to yet... Like it's the wrestler versus the striker. Like they're still it's getting like looking for a. Well, you know the, that, yeah. that that's the thing though that I will say really bug, bad bugs me about our whole the whole issue with Terion is that you know I keep hearing these guys. Well, this dude, this dude's fourteen and two, man, and he's got fourteen knockouts, and I'm like, yeah, he's fighting on like a reservation in Iowa. We're fighting in California against guys that are legit killers every day, and I'm like, it's, when I see those guys, he's six and zero, and I watch and I'm like. Yeah, this guy's six and zero. Who the hell? Like, I have amateurs that would beat that. He's like, six and zero, and he's the guy that punched the kangaroo in the video. <laughs> right, exactly. No, or, or that, that one promotion in San Diego. No offense, anybody on the outside that gets homeless guys right. to fucking weigh in and like. 
Yeah. That's where they get Sage Northcutt's opponents from. I, I went to a Muay Thai fight one time where everybody came in in like hospital uniforms. And I was like, <laughs> they anticipating? That's where they're going home. I was like, what? <laughs> I honestly think they went to the mental hospital and, and said, hey, who wants to fight tomorrow? And they just, a bunch of guys came what in. Was and their, just, uh, what was the uh, hospital's my, record at the end of the day? My, they, my, they, did my not, favorite, they didn't win one fight. My favorite is going to Gladiator Challenge. And I've seen this multiple times. I'm talking at least 10, 20 times. Watching guys gloved up. Walk into because you know you got to walk through the dirt to go to Gladiator Challenge. It's outside and you're, and the locker rooms are in the back. It's like a you know it's a, a horse stable arena or whatever. And when you walk out to Saboba, you walk out there multiple times, seeing guys walking out there with their gloves on, smoking a cigarette on the way to the cage. No way. And I'm like, that is pretty fucking like because they just pulled him out of the fucking audience, gloved him up, and the guy's like, all right. But that's how oh, someone, really? finish my beer. But, but they, someone, yeah. So, but someone's gonna die that way. I mean, it's all no you know, shit. The thing is, no, it's on a reservation, so you can't shit. Yeah. <laughs> But even some of the fighters, like even some of the like you know, but like literally putting out their putting out their cigarette and walking into the cage, like <laughs> you're just like. Well, what's no name does that? Uh, the, the, the the Joe, the the great. Oh, type. Joe Schilling. Yeah, he's yeah. all about that. By the way, oh, the dude that was in the tough house. By the way, we're gonna call Tim Johnson right now. Speaking of legitimately tough, you, you have to get out of here. All right, yeah. take care, CB. See you, brother. I'm out, guys. Tim Johnson. Speaking of tough guys, this dude is. Uh, they don't come much tougher. Hello, Tim Johnson. Yes, what's up? What's up, man? This is Adam Hunter. You're on the MMA Roasted Podcast. I'm here with Terrion Flashware, as well as Ian Harris, funny comedian, trainer. We got uh, UFC heavyweight, ranked number, what are you, 10 in the world now? Hold on, hello? Uh, boom. Hold on. We lost you. Uh, hello? Tim. Uh, we lost Tim Johnson. Tim. I guess uh, he didn't want to talk to us. <laughs> All right, so we're going to call him right back. Tim Johnson. Hello. Hey, Tim Johnson. Yeah, there you there. <laughs> hey, there you go, man. How are you, man? How's everything going? No, it's going good. Going good. Good, nice, man. By the way, uh, congrats on the latest win. That was a uh, that was a huge win. Um, uh, it was overseas. Were you actually nervous again uh, that you, that you might not get that that uh, the, the last win? Uh, yeah, I was more, um, all things considered, I was more uh, confident that I won the Volkov fight than that fight. Like after the fight, you know, after. All three rounds were done. I was more confident about the fight against Volkov than I was on this one. Yeah, no, man. I mean, all your fights are, uh, they're all wars, man. Uh, it's always, there's always drama. It's always like you get hurt, you come back, you hurt the other guy. Uh, but they're, they're exciting as hell. Are you uh, going to change your fighting style at all? Or are you going to just keep, keep at it like that? Um. Probably not. Um, I'll probably get a, I might tone up the getting hit in the head a little bit more, tire the guy out a little bit faster. But other than that, um, no, I'll probably keep it the same one. Well, I mean, they're exciting as hell, man. And by the way, thanks for coming to my show in uh, Kansas City. That was really cool. Yep. No. No problem. It was a good show. Liked it. Enjoyed it. Oh, thanks, man. Uh, you, I, I didn't notice you because you shaved the mustache. Uh, that was a. Why did you shave the mustache? Well, because every uh, every new fight deserves a new mustache, so you gotta shave it. The old one, and then start growing a new one for the new fight. Nice, man. I I always say that you. It's like if uh, if if Don Fry and Tim Bosch had a baby, uh, it would it would it would be you, man. Um, but your fights are awesome. Now, uh, you you moved your camp right from um, Fargo to to Vegas. Uh, no, I I, uh, I kind of backpack. I switch. Um, I I'm still based out of Fargo, and then. Um, I, I'll go out to extreme probably like two, three weeks out of the camp and go out there. Nice. Now, now is, the, is the training different? Because I, I would assume it's hard to get guys in Fargo 
who are your size, your opponent's size. It would be, you know, it just seems like Extreme would have a, you know better quality of uh, guys you can spar with. Yeah, no, um, we have a pretty good actually the heavyweight crew up here. We got like three, four heavyweights that are, are all you know over two thirty, two forty that are in the room uh, pretty consistently. Um, so like body wise, not bad, but as the old, uh, adage goes, you never want to be the best one in the room. So like, uh, traveling out to extreme couture, getting out there and, uh, kind of, kind of being the low guy in the totem pole is more and more than fine by me. I like getting beat up. Right. Who was, who are some of the guys you're working with over extreme couture? Uh, it would be, uh, you know, Roy Nelson and like, uh, Heath Herring, like, um, last time, like he, uh, Heath was one that surprised me the most, <laughs> like, um, he just did like a clinch game and stuff like that. He's got a lot of really good knees and like kick strikes that weren't, uh, that took me a while to figure out. So that, that was a nice little surprise. <laughs> nice. No, I remember Heath Herring. I met him like six years ago. He was super nice and he got drunk and I was hitting on a girl in Vegas and she like dissed me and he was like, aha, you got dissed. And I was getting made fun of by Heath Herring. I'm like, I'm like, thanks buddy. <laughs> I'm like, and there's nothing I could really say back to that. I was like, uh, yeah. well, Brock beat you. Uh, so, <laughs> What do, you, what do you say about that? Now, uh, you're one of the most interesting fighters, man, that I know. I mean, you were in the Army. By the way, thank you for that. Thank you for your service. Um, yep, no problem. Thank you. You're a badass guy, but uh, last time you were on the podcast, you were a part-time Uber driver, and you worked at a strip club. Are, are you still doing that? Yep. Yep, still working at a strip club. Uh, Uber and not doing that anymore. Did anybody recognize you from TV from when, when, you, when you picked them up? No, no, not at all. Cause I had my, I didn't have a mustache or anything. Ah. It's, it's, it's crazy that the number ten guy in the world is an Uber driver. That, that like kind of bothers me in some way. I don't know. It's just like it's just right. not. It's not fair. You, you should be a fucking multi multi millionaire for the for what you do and like what you honestly like. The number ten basketball player in the NBA is not driving my Uber. No disrespect to you, and I'm not. I'm not. No, I'm not pulling, putting you down at all. I, I think it's admirable. I'm just saying it's just like. There's something we got to do about this fighter patient because this is kind of this is weird, right? Yeah, that's ridiculous. Like, uh, yeah, <laughs> at least making a living wage. How about that? We should everybody should at least be doing doing well if not making a, a ton See, of Terion, money. See, on you want to be in the UFC? You could drive an Uber one day. Just like <laughs> Tim Johnson. <laughs> now, now I no, saw, something, something to keep me busy. Now, okay, so now I saw you have pictures with Alexis Texas, uh, some hot porn stars over uh, come to your club. Now I know. From you know, doing comedy at strip clubs, those chicks like the bouncers. They feel safe, protected. You're not one of the jerk offs just being there. You're getting paid to be there. How many of these strippers did you did you bang? How many sand, did you, how many strippers did you sandblast, uh, <laughs> Timothy <Sand> Johnson? Ah. <laughs> uh, well, what I said last time, we'll we'll keep it around that. <laughs> oh, come on. Do, do you do you have a girlfriend? No. 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 Um, but it's, uh, you know, Fargo, Fargo's a very small town, so we'll just keep it at that. <laughs> oh, come on. All right, all right. I just, I don't know, man. I, I just I just picture you with these, like, these hot chicks, and you're this, like, burly, hairy male with a mustache, and <laughs> you're the fighter, and they're the struggling single mom. There's, there's, a, there's a movie here somewhere. It's, it's sort of like, uh, well, yeah. Well, my favorite on all the, all the porn stars I got was definitely Danny Daniels. She's pretty awesome. <laughs> 
Danny, Danny, yeah, right. <laughs> no, but doesn't it remind you of like the wrestler with what's his name? Uh, the, the movie The Wrestler. Um, oh, Mickey Rourke. You're, you're, you're like Mickey Rourke at or, like, the strip club, and you bring it home the chick, and she's fucking you, but she hates her boyfriend who's this rich asshole, but she loves you, but like you fight in a cage, and you're like, I mean, dude, yeah, no, you're like, I can't now, baby, I gotta go Uber. Gig. Like, you know, hey, you wanna go home with an Uber driver? Come on. <laughs> Do you ever, I mean, look, I mean, you're, you're a man, I mean, you're, you're much more of a man than I am. I mean, you serve the country, and you fight in a cage, and knock out heavyweights, but. Do you ever fall for these chicks? No, nah, no, nah, I, I worked there long enough. <laughs> Come on. I mean, there's got to be one, like the new girl in town. She comes in and she's like young and hot and 21 and has perfect tits and a nice ass. And, mm. and then she's giving you the, the, the look and everyone's like, he's in the UFC and blah, blah, blah. I mean, come on. And then you're like, hey, we could do this together. And really? Come on. Give us, tell us the truth. Yeah, but that same look that she's given me, she gives everybody. So, I mean, I don't feel special. <laughs> All right, it's a good point. It's a good point. All right, fine, you win. Uh, okay, now you're fighting a guy. You got a fight coming up. Uh, you're fighting um, on the Long Island card. That's uh, where I'm from. I'm from Long Island. I'm yep. up in Oceanside. You're fighting Junior Albini. Uh, he's Brazilian, jiu-jitsu. Your strength is wrestling. Are you going to keep it? Uh, is this going to be another stand-up war? Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see where the fight takes us, I guess. I don't really, I don't really try to implement too much game plan. I, however fights develop, they develop and just kind of be, be ready for wherever the fight goes, I guess. Um, it's going to be stand up. It's going to stand up. It's going to be clinch. It's going to be clinch or he's going to let me take him down. Then I'll take him down and give him a good old American wrestler. <laughs> right. Are you, are you now, are you bringing in a lot of, uh, grapplers for this training camp? Yeah, I'll be doing uh, I'll be doing quite a bit of grappling this one. You know, last last couple camps I've been doing was focusing more on striking. Um, this time it's definitely going to probably be getting back to the roots just to make sure I don't get, you know, get freaking caught in some stupid submission because I was lazy and had my hand on the mat or something, you know, <laughs> dumb like that. So, uh, no, we'll be doing a lot of grappling this time around. Now, Tim, call me crazy, but I honestly think you could be the next heavyweight champion. I on it like I mean you honestly like you have the wrestling you wrestled in college you were all American right? Yep. Uh, and you're a Golden Gloves boxer, right? No, no, no boxing. Okay, all right. So, well, all right. Well, for me, you're a boxer. Uh, what, <laughs> but you, but you, 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 you have the size, you have the wrestling, you have the toughness, you have the grit. I mean, you got everything out there. It's almost like you're. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I honestly think you could be the next, the next big guy. You just need like. Uh, maybe a, another two fight winning streak and you're right there. Yeah. Well, um, another thing, like, uh, I don't know if I said this, uh, to my last interview or when I talked to you, but I think I said it's what I said when I talked to you down in Kansas city, but yeah, no, I've only been, you know, I'm scratching the service. I've only been like training for like three years. <laughs> I'm on, on the cusp of training for three years. So, um, um, I'm still trying to get, you know, established, figure myself out as a fighter, but, um, you're not lying, you know, get, put a good little streak together and it's right there in the mix. <laughs> no, I honestly, I mean, you're right. Exactly. It's like your upside is, you know, you're not one of these guys who started when you were four years old and it's sort of like, you're getting a little bit better. Uh, you know, you have a chance to be, you know, astronomically better. Uh, have you ever sparred with, uh, or trained with, uh, Stipe? Nope. I have not. <laughs> have, have like ever thought about possibly going down there and like seeing how you do against him? Well, I have looked into it. I got a couple a uh, couple of guys that I went to, you know, I went to basic training with that are from Cleveland, so it might be a good excuse to go out there and visit them. <laughs> yeah, no, that'll. I honestly, because I'm very curious, because you guys, other than like the 
other than like his boxing, he, he was a really good boxer. You guys have a lot of similarities. Uh, you know, you're, uh, other than your, 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 your uh, gut. But as far that's as... All right, that's all right. I, 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 I own my chubbiness. No worries. No, absolutely. I mean, you're, you're right there. Uh, what were you going to say, Ian? Well, I was going to say, I mean, if, if you've only been training three years, that's and to be where you're at. That's insane. You only can go up. How yeah. old are you? Uh, 32. Just turned 32 in March. Yeah, I mean, that, and man, that's and he's at his peak right now. I think. I think this is 30, 30 to 33 is actually. They used to, you know, I used to be too old. I think that's the peak for most fighters nowadays. I think, I think, you're, it, man, you can only go up. But that's that's insane. And he's so damn tough. What was your uh, position in the in the army? Uh, uh, for rank or what did I do? What what did, what did you do? Both. Secretary. Um, I, was, uh, I uh, got out. Got out as a sergeant, and I was a combat engineer. So uh, you know, drive around, look for fucking explosives and stuff like that. Wow. How many did you find? Uh, enough. Wow. <laughs> I always felt bad for the dogs. Uh, honestly, I gotta say, like those damn dogs. I I, I met the dogs when I was over there uh, doing comedy. I'm like, man, they didn't sign up for this shit. Uh, like, but they're lucky because when they when they retire, they're rewarded because they get become drug dogs. So that's oh, good, and yeah, then they get to sniff all the. But, but those they but but they do have like I never saw love between uh, an animal and a person than the soldiers loving these dogs. They, they were like treated. Yep. They were such best friends. I mean, oh my god, because they, they 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 put us in those like costumes, not costumes, like where like we like run and the dogs like tackle us. Oh yeah, and uh and uh yeah, those those dogs were awesome. Um, so. Uh, <laughs> Nice. Now, did you ever have any hand to hand combat when you were over there? Did you ever like uh, beat up any of those terrorists? No, 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 definitely not. <laughs> Damn. Was, no, <laughs> we didn't get all we didn't get all the truck munch. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Now, all right. So let's talk about the fights this weekend. Aldo versus Holloway. I am picking Max Holloway for the upset because he's been on our podcast. Um, <laughs> but also, I just think he's younger, hungrier. And I think Aldo, uh, I don't know. Uh, who, are you, uh, uh, who are you picking, Tim? I'm going with Holloway also. Nice. Uh, Ian? Yeah. In, uh, oh, man. You know, I, he, you know, on top of everything else, Max, Max taught me how to, how to play crap. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there you go. Uh, Ian? You know, I, it's funny, man. No, I, I always go with, with Aldo, but I, I don't even know what he's been up to the last. I haven't seen shit from him for, for a while, so... I, I'm kind of thinking that the the upset might come might come Holloway, but to be honest, all those like one of my all time favorite fighters. I don't want to see him lose, but yeah, but it's a, it's a tough he one, man. Good against Frankie though, his last fight. Yeah, yeah, he did look good against Edgar. yeah. Uh, Tarion, who do you like? Yeah, I mean, same for me, man. All those one of my all time favorites, but I just don't, I don't, I don't feel like he's been active enough, and uh, and Holloway's been on this crazy streak of just beating, you know, guys he shouldn't be. Guys, yeah, guys who. You know, people who, and and not just beating them, but beating them in like devastating fashion, like, yeah, just dominating them. Um, like you know, when I watched the Cub Swanson fight, I was like, you know, that's gonna be a good fight, it's gonna be a tough fight, and he dominated Cub. So um, uh, I'm picking Max for it as well too. By the way, a fight that just got signed, a guy Volkov that you fought is now fighting Stefan Struve. Who do you, who do you like in that fight? Um, you know, I haven't really thought about that fight too much yet. Uh. I, it depends, I guess. Um, I don't know. There's like, there's a lot of factors that go on that fight, I guess. Uh, what Strew's going to show up and if Volkov's going to be able to not pitter-patter and actually, you know, light a, throw a good hard punch on land. Um, cause I think, uh, I think, uh, Strew's still a little, little suspect on the, on the chin ever since, you know, that 
Overhand that he got eight from Roy. <laughs> yeah, and, um, and, and Overeem and a bunch of other guys, too. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know. Just because, just because I, I guess I lost to him, I, I'll take, I'll take uh, Volkov. <laughs> right. Uh, now, Claudia Gadella versus Carolina... Uh, Kavalkiewicz or what's yes, his, something uh, like that. I'm thinking Claudia wins this fight. Uh, but... I don't know. This is a weird fight. Uh, it's an interesting fight. Uh, this one's too tough. Tim, to who do you like in this fight? Um, I was also going to go with Claudia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, uh, um, for no, 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 no reason, just went with uh, my gut says that's the one to pick. <laughs> and you would be gut. All right. So, Ian, uh, who did who, who that fight? <laughs> you know, um, man, I think. Uh, she, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with with Claudia, but but this is this fight's tough because I mean, what's her name? Uh, Carolina. Kyle, Carolina. Yeah, she. I mean, she rocked. Um, Joanna. Joanna, and and she's got a lot of submission so you, submission wins, so you know she's good on the ground. And I'm just wondering, like, I'm wondering where where Claudia beats her. I you know I think if Claudia beats her, it's going to be kind of a decision that's just kind of a you know a ground control, but. Um, yeah, I think a, she can grind that out, but, but she's a man. triplet. The other girl's a triplet, and uh, <laughs> a hot Brazilian triplet is like that's the greatest night of my life. I mean, <laughs> right. I, like, I mean, once you bang a hot Brazilian triplets, I I I honestly think that it's all downhill from there. Yeah, well, so it's you almost can't. like I would turn it down right, because I know it would never get better. No, you do that on your deathbed. Oh, that's yeah, that right? That, and that's then you a, now exactly, I can die. That's right before right? you go gay. You're like, you know what? I have to start over. And, uh, so uh, yeah, all right. And then uh, Terry. Like that. Um, I'm gonna pick Carolina. Uh, I think her, I think her striking is a little bit a little bit sharper. Um, but uh, with that said, I mean Claudia, she's 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 very very good. I mean she's only lost to the champion. That's all. That's the only person she's lost to. Um, uh, but I don't see her out striking her. It'll be it'll be dependent on whether she can get her down consistently um, and, and not tie her out. Because I feel like that's what happened. I feel like her fighting Carolina is kind of the same fight with Joanna. Um, of just her being outstruck and having her try to take her down, and then it depends if she gets tired or not. So I'm picking Carolina in that fight. Okay, uh, we got the TRT championship between Nate Marquardt <laughs> and Vitor Belfort. I they should let these guys do steroids for this fight. Right, exactly. Seriously, like even like in between rounds, just to have them like just injecting them. Uh, Vitor Belfort, honestly, like when Vitor Belfort called out CM Punk, I honestly thought that CM Punk might win that fight. I, I, yeah. I mean, no, but but like Belfort, you talk about a guy who looks like a shell of himself. I mean, yeah. he looks like a shell of a shell. Uh, I think Marquardt wins this fight. Uh, you asked me this five years ago, I would say Bel- he doesn't get out of the first round. Right. But this current Vitor Belfort, I, I think wins this fight. Uh, Tim? Yep, I agree with that. <laughs> I go with Marquardt uh, uh, rather than Vitor. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just- yeah, for reasons that you just, you hit, I don't need to elaborate. You hit it on the head. <laughs> now, how many guys do you know that are taking roids in your division? Uh, well, I know how many are not just from watching some, some bodies change. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, does, does, that, does that bother you? It would bother me if I was in a cage with somebody who I knew or people told was juicing because I'm like, man, my, my, my life is at stake here. Like, yeah. like my brain, I'm, I'm putting my brains on the line right now. Like, if I have a bad set in comedy, yeah. if I have a bad set in comedy, I'm not going to be drooling in 20 years, okay? <laughs> but, you could yeah. have, but you could have a fucking bad night, especially for a heavyweight, and get punched in the face over and over. And 20 years from now, 
not be able to do the ABCs. Uh, right. I, I mean, I hate to say that, but that seems to be kind of true. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Tim, does that Yeah, no. Like, especially for Rebbe, I, I kind of, uh, some of them I was talking some, uh, or at the retreat, I was talking to a couple guys about that, actually. And like, you know, for other weights, it's like, okay, yeah, it leans the guys out, put some mass on them, but they still got to make their weight. Um, heavyweight, you know, you got guys that used to be weighed like 245, 250, and now they're cutting 10 pounds to make heavyweight. I mean, that's a lot of, that's 20 pounds of mass yeah. <laughs> and endurance muscle and functioning muscle with a lot of horsepower extra behind those punches. <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. That's a sixty-pound weight uh, weight division. Well, That's crazy. Yeah, that? yeah which is smart. Yeah, so really, Tim. What do you walk around at? I walk around at like two eighty. Two eighty. Wow. Okay, so you're not gonna go to two twenty-five. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I will. I will not be at two twenty-five, and I don't. I don't cut water. Like I, like during my cats. So like last week, I started. Like I eat clean. I. I don't get too extreme about it because you know I got the weight to lose, but I, my, my weight comes off pretty easy. I weigh when I weigh in on you know uh, weigh in day it's two sixty five. That's my real weight. I'm not. I didn't cut any water. <laughs> right now, were you ever a, a police officer? A uh, police officer? Yeah. No. Oh. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I do. I'm like. I got one class to finish, and then I'll get my criminal justice degree, I guess. <laughs> nice. There you go. Look, and, he, look, and you got a mustache, right? That's yeah, yeah. He looks, like, he looks like every fucking cop that ever <laughs> fucked with me in my life, but like was like cool, like busted me for weed, but then just like told me, all right, kid, stay out of trouble, and then gave me a fucking, some kind of a lecture. All right. Uh, yeah, I got, a good, I got a good little Farva thing going. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Eric Silva, talk against Yancey Medeiros. Um, I, I, I want Yancey to win. He doesn't fight smart. A lot of times he gets into these wars that you're like, bro, you're grappling, grappling, Crazy grappling. Uh, Eric Silva, though, talk about a guy who failed uh, the eye test. I mean, that dude looked like yeah. a fucking Adonis, and now he looks like me. Um, <laughs> so I hope Yancey wins, but the fight is in Brazil, and their testing seems to be a little different than, uh, <laughs> than here. Um, I don't know. Uh, you, Tim? I'm, I'm going with Yancey. Yeah, I like Yancey. Yancey's a good dude. Uh, Ian? Man, see, yeah. these are all so damn tough. I, I, um, yeah, I like Yancey, but I, I absolutely agree with, with what you said. Like, he's, he, does, he does not fight smart. Um, and it seems like he gets rocked in every single fight, and that's bad with Eric. But Eric Silva hasn't looked great in no, his last couple fights. He like a world beater in the beginning. And then, and then just, yeah, he seems like a guy, kind of guy that, that, that if, you, if you, you can break him. And I feel like that's kind of with, with Vitor. It's like maybe, they're, maybe they're, uh, they're, their juice was what, where, their, where their heart came from. And, um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go again. I'm going to go with Yancey, even though it, you know, it's, it's a toss-up. No, I I've, I've know some fighters that, you know, what happens is they, they, they take juice during camp, and then they've, uh, they've they like weaned off of it, you know, and then like during testing, and it's like, and mentally, it's it's just a it's a mind fuck. It's right. like they're not as strong in practice going to the fights. They're not doing what they did three weeks earlier, a month earlier, and it seems to never really work out. Uh, but a lot of these guys in the beginning, they, they they were they were taking it because they were injured, right? And they needed to recover faster, and and then you could rationalize it. Well, everyone's doing it, and I got a family to work for. Right. I, I get it. But it just, it's like, come on. Um, also, the fight I'm looking forward to the most here is Asensio versus Marlon Moraes. Um, yeah, it's going to be a good fight. This is, I think Moraes, I don't know. This is a tough one. He looked great in the World Series of Fighting, but that was in the World Series of Fighting. Uh, yeah. So I got to go with Asensio here, although, I don't know. Tim? 
Talk to me. Um, I can I could give you input on that one. Really, we haven't watched either one of them, I guess, too much. Okay, uh, Tarion. Uh, I'm gonna go with Asuncao as well too. I mean, I feel like he's he's faced you know tougher competition in the last couple of fights, and he's won. Um, and I've seen Marlon fight a fight a couple of times. His last couple of fights, they looked like gimme fights, to be honest. I mean, the guys the guys he's a great fighter. Don't get me wrong. He, and I think he can beat anybody anytime in the world, but. Uh, I feel like right now, at this time, I think he probably needs a couple fights in the UFC before he beats a guy like a Sun Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think, um, and his, a couple of decisions that Moreas fought, guys that I thought he would murder, yeah. he went to like decisions with, and, and a Sun is just, he's just too hard. You're not putting him away. So, you know, either he's finishing you or it's going to a decision, and I just, I just think he's going to be tougher. He's going to, he's going to, um, Grind him out, I'm sure. And finally, uh, on the prelims, Jamie Moyle, who's been on our uh, uh, there's other fights by the way, but um, against P- Pereira. Uh, Pereira is the girl who beat um, the girl that we used to date Lombard, uh, Valerie Letonau, her last fight. I think Valerie might have uh, gave up in that fight. It was a weird fight. Uh, but Jamie Moyle is like this little half Asian girl uh, who's cute as hell. It comes to my comedy show, you would, you would think she was like a librarian or something, and right. then she's a fighter. You're like, holy shit. But she's got good, good wrestling, and uh, I think she can win this fight. So my girl, Moyle, uh, I'm, going, I'm pulling for her. Tim? I'll stick with that, too. Nice. Thank you. Uh, hey. Do you know any of these girls? No, so I'll just go with Moyle. There we go. I, I don't know the other girl, but I've seen Moyle fight on, 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 uh, on the Access TV many times. Oh, really? Yeah, she used to fight. She used to, and she's... I like. I think it was Access TV. She was. She fought on like the RFA or something like that. Yeah. So I don't know the other girl. So let's go with Moyle. Nice. Now, now, Tim, have you been to Long Island before? Uh, what's that? Have you been to Long Island before? No, I've never. I haven't been to New York before. Uh, I haven't been to the East Coast or West Coast yet. <laughs> oh wow, dude, you're gonna love it. First of all, uh, it's the first time it's ever been to Long Island as far as uh, the uh, UFC. So it's the most obnoxious, loud, <laughs> fucking craziest fans. Uh, they're going to be going crazy. Um, there's a lot of Jersey Shore types, but uh, you're going to love it. You're gonna, and dude, you will get laid. If you win the fight, even if you lose, uh, <laughs> you, you, you are definitely getting laid from a, a hot New Yorker, uh, a hot Long Island chick after the, you might even have a threesome. I'm telling you, bro. Uh, go on, t- go on t- make sure you go on Tinder after the fight because you, you might get too distracted or bumble or whatever, but you're going to have a good time. Uh, you're going to have a great time. So it's, it's going to be hard not to get laid is what I'm saying. You're, you're going to be fighting in the same place where the Islanders played. So uh, the... No. Perfect. The Nassau, per, the Nassau Coliseum. I've, I've been there millions of times. Um, but you're going to have fun, man. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited for you, Tim. And uh, thank you for coming on the podcast. Anything you, you want, anything you want to plug or anything? Uh, nope, nothing, nothing to come to mind right here. You know, got my gym, my gym mates here, uh, uh, the Academy of Combat Arts in Fargo. Um, you know, got a strength and conditioning coach, Eric Sweeney, uh, Power by Design Fitness at uh, Metroflex Gym in Fargo. Um, been working with them a lot last uh you know, eight months, a uh, year. And, um, so just, uh, kind of plugging, plugging the local, plugging the local stuff here. Uh, uh, venture chiropractic, um, keeping us, keeping us ready, uh, with a lot of us fighters. They do a lot of work with the fighters and, uh, uh, definitely the best place to go up here. Nice. Nice. All right. And then what's the strip club you work at? 
Uh, uh, it's the only one. In, it's the only one in Fargo. Okay. All right. So, all right. So, fans, if, if if you're in Fargo, you want to meet Tim Johnson, go to the strip club, uh, and uh, and then point him out. Be like that guy, and, and like bring, and like and also bring your toughest friend to challenge him to a fight. Uh, Tim's gonna. No, I'm kidding. Do not do Fargo is called A Cups. It's called A Cups. Yes. Well, Tim, thanks so much, man, and uh, I'll, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. Take care. All right, that was Tim Johnson. Fucking nice guy, man. Fucking down to earth. Fucking just a fucking bad motherfucker right there. Isn't it funny? It's, it's always the nicest, goofiest guys that are that are the toughest guys. Yeah. It's it's, ne- it's never the it's never the tough guys. It's never shallow. Whatever the fuck his name is, uh, the guy who's challenging. Uh, oh god. Yeah. The yeah, Cody, no love to a fight. I mean, it's t- Tim What's, Johnson. It's that's the guy. I mean, that dude is like. I mean. What, Drives around picking up I, you know, IEDs <laughs> in like Iraq or Afghanistan, wherever he was, and then now he's Uber. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean that's that's probably, it's probably like the job I would tell him to not to do. Uh, yeah, go around picking up devices that could just explode at any time. Like, right. like Jesus Christ, man! And now he's fighting in a cage. I mean, right? I, I think when you when you have that kind of a job, yeah. like what other jobs are really going to scare you? Uber. Because <laughs> he's gonna pick up a bunch of people. Or... Well, I think Chelsea said best when he was fighting Brian Stan because he, you know, Chelsea is known for talking shit to people, and people were like, "Oh, you're being so respectful to Brian Stan," and he said, "No, you're not talking shit." He's like, "This guy stood in front of tanks and shot at him. Like, what am I gonna do to intimidate this guy?" Yeah. You know what I mean? like, no, exactly. That's how I feel like these fighters from Dagestan, yeah, uh, like yeah. fucking Khabib. Like when right. Khabib fights a bear, <laughs> right, you know, right. like I mean, they have a video of him wrestling a bear, bear yeah. as a kid. Which in the U.S. they would call child services <laughs> right. in three seconds. They would take the bear. They would take the kid there, and it was like not even one one video. It was like multiple videos. Yeah, it was like it was like the rematch. It was like it was like the the the, uh, the uh, grudge match. It was crazy. By the way, I got a shout out to uh, I'm a I'm a boxing fan. I used to be a pretty big boxing fan. Now I'm a, I'm a but I always read the Ring magazine and shit. But now I'm much more of an MMA fan. But I gotta say, there was a great fight this weekend. Uh, you watched that Spence? Yeah, man, that was a good fight. Um, Errol was putting it on him in the first couple of rounds. Well, who, the last couple of rounds. What's that guy's name? The guy from uh, England? Kell Brook. Kell Brook. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I gotta say for for uh, Kell Brook, I'm a, I'm a huge fan, but your manager may want to like chill with who they're putting you up against. Yeah. I mean, you go from Triple G to uh, uh, Olympian 25 and 0, Errol Spence, and you might want to have a tune-up fight after Triple G to like you know get your confidence back. And I mean, they really put him to the wolves. With it's that. kind of hard though in boxing though because because they spend so much time. You know, in the first earlier couple of fights, I mean, it's it's a known tactic in boxing that you you, you get you know you fight taxi drivers. So you just, yeah. Uh, um, to build your record, and then you get to like fifteen and 0, 16 and zero, and then you start fighting champions. And then you know he gets to the point where he fights Triple G, he's like twenty four and 0, twenty one knockouts. You know, yeah. You know, you lose to Triple G, no shame in that, obviously. But then who else are you gonna fight? Who, who else? What other guys gonna step up? And you know, as far as a tune up fight goes, like. Your, your next couple of fights after that, you're going to be fighting guys like Errol Spence. So I feel like it's kind of hard when you get to that point where... Well, especially if you even do if you do remotely well. Yeah. It's yeah. like, no one else... Yeah, <laughs> like, he, yeah. Triple G. I mean, he did a lot better. You know, people, you know, people to this day, you know, are saying that's that's Triple G's, you know, he looked, he looked, he looked at his worst, but I don't think it was... No, the other guy who just last fought him, I almost beat him. The, the black guy. Right, right, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like his last few performances, but you know, I think it was more. I don't think it was more so Triple G not 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 looking as good. I think it's a testament to his opponents that are that are, that, are, that have done well. I think Kell Brook did 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 uh, did well, you know, before the stoppage. Um, By the way, I hate when I'm watching an MMA fight or a boxing fight, and it's like a white guy versus a black guy, 
and they put them on like the they put like a black guy has like blue and white shorts and the white guy has like red and white shorts and they put them on the screen like Sanders red and white shorts and then you gotta like look just tell me put black guy Sanders white or Johnson white guy Smith like now I gotta look at their shorts and a lot of times it's like teal and like colors that I don't, I don't even know you know like fucking <laughs> yeah, like we're talking about before the podcast I was like you know people were like you know oversensitive about things you know where you know now I feel like you know with certain shows like everyone wants to do diversity and like like I feel like with certain shows like you know that I'm that I've been watching as as of late don't want to name I don't want to name them or anything like that but I feel like they they insert certain characters or they make certain characters you know have to you know you know be this or be that where it's just like. Why didn't you just put in? It, it's always like that. It's like when I used to do those college conferences, the NACAs, oh, and they would like, the they'd be like 8,000 white comics, male comics, like 4,000 um, female white comics, like 2,000 black comics. And then like, you know, there'd be like one Asian lesbian girl. And every year, they don't just pick the 10 funniest people. They, pick, they have to pick one white guy, one black guy. So every right. year, it's the same a- a- Asian lesbian girl because she's the only one in that bracket. Right, or exactly. one of three. And she works every year, 100 colleges. And it's, it's like, no, like, it's the same thing when I put a, a flyer out for the dime bar and like, some shows, they'll be like, if there's no women on it, I'll get it. Think, how could have no females? It just happened to be. Like, why don't right. you go back to the last 97 fucking flyers I put up? Right. I put plenty of females, but I just put the funniest people. It just right. so happened that week. But then when I put females, like, oh, I like how you're female power. I'm like, no, I'm just booking comedians. Right. Like, as long as we, like, make it the female comic versus the white male comic versus right. black comic, then it's like... Then we're making the visions, and then we're we're separating, yeah. and, and it's and it's like oh dude like well and, and the thing is like you know if you're if some guy and sitting in in Ohio watching Comedy Central or whatever, laughing his ass off watching whatever special or or or, or showcase show the premium blends of the day or the Gotham or whatever, they're not sitting around going. Man, I'm laughing my ass off. But you know what I really need to see is that le- as a lesbian Asian, uh, because you know I just don't feel that I'm that I'm that there's enough diversity in this. They don't care. They just want it to be funny. And if you're if you are that and you're funny, that's even that's great. That's yeah. fucking awesome. But but yeah, when you're when you're when you're not picking the funniest people and and. You know, and I get like I'm sure that when you're something that's so white and male dominated, sure you need to go look. Sometimes they didn't in the in the past. They didn't go and look for other people. Okay, fine, go look at other people. But if they're not fucking good, it's only it's, don't put them on there only, just because. It's only like in our forums that are subjective. People do this. They don't. They don't go. Oh, well, the Lakers. We need a white guy, a black guy, an Asian guy. Like they would be the worst basketball team in fucking sports. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. they did it diverse. They just put the yeah. the five best basketball players playing the Lakers or the ten best basketball players. Right. They don't put like sports. Don't do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's weird. It's it's a it's a really weird time right now because it's like everybody wants to be equal, but then a lot of times they want breaks because of what they are. And it's like, no, no. If you want to be equal, you're being uh, judged by the content of your character versus right. the the color of your skin, you know, yeah. or versus the the sex or whatever. It's just it, let's just put the funniest people. And it's but I, I've been on the other side where I've pitched shows and I've sold TV shows, and the network was like, we have to make sure it's diverse. And I'm like, Ugh. and I'm like, hey. now let's make sure it's funny. Yeah. And and if it just so happens to be the five, it's Adam and four black guys, or Adam and four women, right. because that's who the funniest cast is. Great. Right. People are laughing. I don't give a fuck. 
I don't give a fuck if they're laughing at a fucking turtle up there. If that's right. the funniest fucking person. Um, yeah, though, too, it might be hard for the networks too because they, they don't want to. You know, obviously they're probably getting the backlash. You know, like you know, let's say from you know the black community or the gay community or whatever. Like, oh, you don't have you know so and so on there. You know, so it's a business for them. They got to do whatever is gonna you know help their brand or help their help sell their show. Um, you know, but as far as the people, man, I feel like you know society today, people are just so oversensitive. Well, but but um, it's, it's also just not true. Like, I mean, the bottom line is. It is, there's definitely, uh, obviously, I'm not going to be this white mansplain everything or whatever you call it, or white splain everything, but but the bottom line is, if you're really fucking good and popular, that's all that matters. Denzel Washington is a, is the, is one of the best actors of all time, and he's fucking awesome, and you make a Denzel Washington movie, people are going to go see it. So it's like when, when people are freaking out about, you know, Scarlett Johansson in the, because she wasn't Asian, playing a, 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 cartoon or a comic book character of a cyborg that isn't even human in the first place um, in the ghost in the shell everyone's freaking out oh she's not Asian she's not Asian well they just put 80 million dollars into a movie and they need to get that money back um, what what Japanese actress can you put in the lead that is going to make 80 it's, million dollars back they have to make their money back find it over like like they had some like w- women's only Wonder Woman screening yeah. and people guys were guys were pissed I, I'm, I'm so happy. All I don't First of all, I, I honestly all fucking Jake Gyllenhaal movies should be women only. I, I'd be fucking thrilled. Yeah, I, I, I would love an excuse to not see that fucking Wonder Woman. Like, Sorry, baby, I can't go. Yeah, I can't. Oh, I'm not allowed to. They okay. should honor. That'd be amazing. In fact, every the, the E Network should be fucking women only. Uh, right. Even on my TV, I should not be able to watch the fucking Kardashians or or HGTV or any of that fucking. Bullshit, like so stupid. Some Bravo. <laughs> yeah, any guy that's complaining that can't see Wonder Woman is a fucking idiot. I'm sorry. Like, I'm not seeing it anyway. Not, right. Maybe if it's on my t- on the, the plane or something, I'll, I'll right. I, have no, I can't get up and leave. I'll go see Wonder Woman. But I'm not fucking like running to the theater to go see fucking Wonder Woman. Right. Uh, I mean, it's just, just an excuse for for that for the um what are those what are those Trump those Trump people call call themselves the. Uh, there's like a whole group of people that the white guys, uh, men's rights, the whole men's rights oh, guys, God. like men, yeah, because yeah, because men have had white men in this country, white Christian men in this country have been have been held down far too long. No, I, no, no. It's like uh, no. I understand the, the like. I, I, I was talking about the other. I, I went to get a gig and my I got a letter back from an agency saying for a staffing gig. Sorry, like the white uh, the. The uh, what would it say like the the, the white male uh, hiring a white male writer right now is, it, is, is not going to happen. Is not going to happen. It, the, the, ver- the, the 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 workplace for white males is non-existent right now. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, man. Replace that with like black male or, or female, and 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 then, and then post it. Speaking of black but, male, but, but the, <laughs> the problem is though, problem is that I can't even complain about that though because if I post that on my Facebook, people will be like, well. It, it, somehow, oh, sorry, poor white male. Exactly right. what you said. And then I'm going to get fucking shit for it. And it's not going right. to help me at all. Right. So I, I, whatever. I don't give a fuck. But there is a little bit of a backlash. But at the same time, I'm not out protesting it. You right. got, you got, I don't have enough time. It's fucking, who has fucking time? But it's, it's funny, too, though, because like they always throw it back at you. Like I, ha- I have, I'm an, I'm an eighth Crow Indian so I'm like, I'm always like, I should just start calling myself a Native American comedian. You should. And, and I actually said that at one point, and someone said, yes, but do you do Native American jokes? Like, well, get the fuck out of here. Oh, doing. Like, yeah, you, you like, so I have to do, I have to be like, hey, guys, I'm, and I actually got into this fight with somebody like, funny, like, on, 
I'm uber liberal, but somebody who was who was like the regressive liberal type, I got into some Facebook fight, and the, and this this first off, I'm the least racist person you're ever gonna fucking meet. But I said I used the word retard, yeah, and went nuts about the word retard, and you're you're using that as a as a um. Um, like a pejorative, that's a, you're using it to, to, I'm like, yeah, I know that's what, that's what it's for. But I'm like, I go, I'm not, she go, well, I, I work with, um, you know, with, with handicapped kids and it's wrong. I'm not calling a handicapped kid retarded. I'm calling the president of the United States retarded. Yes. I'm using it as a pejorative. I'm using it to, to insult that guy. But if you use it to insult mentally handicapped people, you're a fucking asshole. Well, right. no one's doing that. Who, I, I know. Who's, who's going, oh, look at this retard. No one does that. And then, and then she said. I'm just so sick and tired of your racism. And I went, racism? I go, I'm not... And then I, so I said, well, I don't even... I go, race, I go, race. I, go I, I don't... She goes, oh, as a white man, blah, 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 blah. I go, oh, I don't I identify as white. <laughs> what? I go, I don't identify as white. I'm, I'm Indian. I'm Native American. I'm, I'm so... I, I identify as mixed race. That's... It's like, I mean... <laughs> it's not really? Yeah, yeah, I don't identify as... I, I'm a mixed. I'm mixed race. No, it, it really has gotten, like, out of control. But even to the point where, like, I did a joke about, like... Uh, you know, the first openly gay football player got kicked off the Cowboys. I guess, you know, he, he was in the locker room. You know, Michael Sam, and he kept looking at Tony Romo's vagina, right? And, <laughs> and people were like, oh, you're insinuating having a vagina is, is, uh, is, is a bad thing or something. And I'm like, Jesus, like, you oh, people dude. are, it's like if you, call, if, you, if you say a guy has a vagina, then you're putting down the vagina. And I'm like, or, or, or yeah, this thing is calling somebody a pussy. Yeah. Is now, is now bad because you're insinuating that that having a pussy is bad. And I'm like, and I got this argument with somebody. I said, I said, well, it's not that it's bad, but for a man, a man wants to be a, a manly man wants to be a man. Yeah. He doesn't want. So yeah. Like if, if I go, your little girl or you throw, Oh, that was it. Was somebody says something about you throw like a girl. So all girls, no, all girls don't throw, but we all know what that means. When I say throws like a girl, we know exactly what, what, what that just, image is in your head. Pretending to think of it as something different so that you have a reason to get mad. Right. And the thing is that, that a little, you've, and the thing is that, what are you going to tell a seven-year-old or an eight-year-old boy? You know, it's really not nice to say that this boy, not because you're making fun of this little boy, but because little girls might think it's wrong that you, it's like little boys are going to make fun of other little boys by calling them girls. You're a girl. That's funny. That's a put down to a little boy. It's so ridiculous, but it's funny though, because like, especially as a white comic though, as a white comic, if I, if I said that, right, if I, if I said throw like a girl, you'd have a lot of, let's say you'd have a lot of uh, angry female lesbians, or not lesbians, like uh, feminists uh, coming at you and saying, yeah, that's not right. And I understand their point. Okay, but it's a joke, and, right. and it's not that serious. And I'm not really looking into the deep, deep subtext of, of this. Right. It's just a joke. Okay, well, but but yeah, but if a black comic says it, they don't necessarily go after the black comic because then they're, then they're racist. Right. So so it, it's this whole thing of like you could attack the white male for saying something sexist, but you can't attack the black male because then you're, because then they'll be like, oh, you're just saying, oh, then you, then you could say, oh, really? Well, I'm black and, and fucking, you know, slavery existed and, 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 and like, and like, you know, you you're know, me. you're trying to oppress <laughs> me and, and we've been, you know, blah, blah, blah. So and that's why you wouldn't say that. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. And so, nobody you know, you know, you know what really happened is the person, that, that regressive liberal type of them would say, well, 
they're black and it's part of their culture to be more <laughs> right. Uh, oh, we need to be man. culturally sensitive because black people are just more Dude. sexist just because and that's not a racist thing. It's just their culture. <laughs> I hate that shit so much. The one thing I hate one of the most is when other people try to get offended for me when I'm not offended. Right. Oh, it's so like, worse. It's so worse. And they're like, no, but you should like, but I'm not, <laughs> like, I'm not but, offended. Like, I know, I know this person. He didn't say anything. He's not, I know he's not a racist person. It's a, it's a, it's a joke. Well, I hate it when like I'm not mad. So why are you why are you why are you so angry? Like I don't well, understand. It. I hate it when people get when people get angry too, or, or they they misunderstand the joke. Like I put something on on Facebook, and it wasn't like the person didn't get crazy, but it's I knew it was going to happen, even though it has nothing to do with transgendered people. But I put a joke about what's going to happen first: Is Mike Pence going to get caught in a truck stop soliciting gay sex? Right. Is Donald Trump going to get caught in a in a in a truck stop masturbating to a picture of himself? <laughs> or is a Republican going to beat up Ann Coulter or Kellyanne Conway for using the wrong bathroom? Right. That's Making funny. a joke that they both look like men. And so it was like, "Hey man, oh, oh, another Kellyanne Conway looks like a tran- a, a trans a transsexual. You know, stop making fun of transsexuals." Well, I go, "I'm not making fun of transsexuals." First of all, I'm making fun of Republicans for being obsessed about who uses what bathroom. That's what the joke really is. Second of all, I'm not saying they look like transsexuals. I'm saying they look like men. Yeah. So... That's not a. That has nothing to do with transsexuals. Like, why? So why people, are the transsexuals upset that Kellyanne Conway looks like a man, and that a Republican might beat her up for using the wrong bathroom? That that's a pro transsexual. As a joke. comic, I can tell you firsthand that the people that you expect to get offended are never usually offended. And like, mm-hmm. for example, if I make a a, ra- a racial joke and. People look, oh, the black people. It's, not, it's the white people getting offended for the black people. Right. White people are laughing. The gay people are laughing. The the women are laughing. The lesbians are laughing because they're being treated like equals. Okay, <laughs> right. that's why they're laughing. They were like actually went to a comedy club to hear funny shit. Right. A comedy club. Don't go to a comedy club and then start picking and choosing the shit that you want to hear. Like, oh. You know the rules of the comedy club before you go. If you don't want to hear the shit, like if you know you're coming to see Ian Harris and you're like <laughs> and you're hardcore religious. And you're gonna fucking get mad when he, what he says. Don't show up. But it's this, it's this whole new uh, rule of uh, it's like millennial. Uh, it's like a millennial thing entitlement rule of you can't punch down. They go, right. oh, you know, punching down is bad. So you're going the people that, that that they've already like assumed are down are gay people, Wait, black people. And isn't isn't that inherently women. fucking discriminatory? That that <laughs> yeah. hey. Quit punching to these people that are less than you, like black people. Yeah. Black people are less than you, so therefore don't punch down at, at, at lowly black people. That's 100%. racist. 100%. Like, like, who the fuck says these people are down? <laughs> you did. I mean, you just call, you you're telling me that fucking Kevin Hart is doing worse than me because he's fucking black? Like, look, I can't make fun of Kevin Hart. The guy's what a fucking... I would love to have... A tenth of his career, a millionth of his career. He's down right. because of his skin. Well, and, and really, and who who's really, and who's really, like I don't know anybody. I mean, there are a few people out there, but if I make a joke that mentions race or mentions somebody who's transgender or mentions a woman, or that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm making fun of them. A racial joke is not a racist joke necessarily. Right. A joke about a woman is not necessarily a joke about. 
women and women being, and even if I do joke about women, it doesn't mean I'm saying that women are less than anyone else uh, just because I'm doing a joke about it. So it's not even necessarily punching. We should do a sketch called the Social Justice Warrior Comedy Club right. where like it's all SJWs on stage and like every joke is about like mansplaining or like, <laughs> or, or like just, that would be like the the audience is all. Like, a 20 minute setup so you can try to like. Yeah, you tell a joke or before you tell a joke, listen, I'm going to tell a joke. What I mean by this. Yeah. I know. No, Don't I, worry, but you the know, joke you, is not about black people, Asian people. Like they, yeah. every, they preface everything. You know who the worst is, though, for me anyway, also because of what I do. But you know, you know who the worst is are the, right now? The fucking Trump supporters. The ones, the ones who love to throw the word snow, snowflake around. Yeah, yeah. I made a word for them. I call them broflakes. <laughs> um, but uh, those, every time recently, like in the last six months, I've had somebody yell at me or walk out of my show. It's always after a Trump... It used to be after religion jokes. Now it's yeah. after a Trump joke. And I'm not even doing like crazy hardcore Trump jokes. But I had a guy recently who just got... I mean, he was belligerent and drunk, but he was like... He said something about... I said something about, about you know, Trump and then something about science. And it was the dumbest heckle ever. He goes... He goes... uh and we really, by the way, we really, I was working with Ty Barnett. We do this show where at the end we do this little Q&A. It's, it's fun. And so, so he, the guy goes, why do you like science? Oh, my God. <laughs> and I go, what? <laughs> and he goes, why, why do you like science? And I go, uh, there's a, there'll be a Q&A after. You can just hold your questions till the Q&A after. Yeah. And then he goes, so you won't answer the question because you're a pussy? <laughs> And I go, yes, yeah, sir, I'm a pussy. If you'd like to, we could, after, after the Q&A, we can go outside and we can find out who's a pussy. I go, or you can come up on stage right now and give these people a show and if you want to see if I'm pussy. And, and I go, but if you really want to know why I like science, because science, and I gave him like a, like a clinical definition, science is the best way we know to understand the universe, blah, blah, blah. And then, I, and then he said something like, and I, then I was like, went on about my, and he said some other shit and I'm like, are you, are you really just upset that I, that I made a joke about Trump? I'm like, aren't you the fucking... I go, do you need a safe space, dude? Like, aren't, oh, aren't, man. aren't you the ones that, 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 that rip on the political correctness, that, that say that political correctness is bullshit and snowflakes? And, and, and I mentioned Trump and you're fucking aggro and f- crazy about it and calling me a pussy. It's just like, what the fuck, it's man? It's unbelievable. I mean, I, I didn't vote for Trump and, I, you know, I wouldn't vote for Trump. And, but, but I don't like Trump. I don't necessarily like Trump, although if he does something good, I will be like, well, that's actually great what he did. You right, know? for if, sure. If he brought jobs back, if when he when he when he bombed Serbia after that whole thing, like uh, that's actually okay. All right, uh, but I'm not, I'm not one of these people that hates everything about him, and no matter what he does, it's like, oh well, he's blah 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 blah. At the same time, like there are people on Facebook that like are get very emotional on Facebook. <laughs> Like I, I have comedian friends. Like when Obamacare got repealed, which is not even repealed yet because right. it had passed the Senate. There was a girl I know who was like, oh, "Obamacare is repealed." I've been drinking and crying all night long, <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay, you know, I may, I'm, I don't want to vote for Trump again, but if this was going to happen, I may have to." <laughs> it's like you're making it very hard to, to not like this guy. Like I mean, really, like first of all, I know you, like. Y- your parents support you. I, right. I, I know you personally. I don't right. think you've, you're not on Obamacare. I don't right. think you've ever even had a, like a nine to five job. Like, the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> right. Like, yeah. you, just, you want an excuse to drink and, and yes, then you have exactly. to like everyone to know on Facebook that you're drinking <laughs> right. so that they can support you and like this bullshit. And why are you telling people, if I'm drunk crying, I'm not going on Facebook and saying <laughs> right. I'm drunk crying. You need attention. Right. And that's what you want is attention. Right. And, and, there, and he has brought out a lot of those people yeah. where... Like uh, and, and and I and I can't stand 
you know, these anarchists that like go and are, you know, like the Antifa, like those people, they're, they're not making liberals look good at all. And also booing Ann Coulter at colleges or not letting her speak. I don't like Ann Coulter. I think she makes one out of every hundred points. I'm like, okay, that's not a bad point. But the 99 is like, you're like, yeah, yeah, batshit crazy. But let her speak. Or no, leave, absolutely. Or leave. You don't have to say. You don't have to like. Well, here's the thing. I mean, but the thing is, that I think I'm fine with. I'm actually fine with. If you don't like someone at your college, I'm fine with you protesting. Don't burn shit. Don't blow shit. If you want to stand outside and protest, that's your choice. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. Yeah. What I hate is that they they did it with they did it with um Bill Ma- with Bill Maher, which is funny because he's a fucking liberal, and the yeah. liberals stopped him because he said something negative about Islam. And then um, what's her name? Um, I always forget how to pronounce her name, but um. Her last name is Ali, something. Else. But she was a an ex Muslim, yeah. who's now a big speaker, and and she. But she, didn't she like? She said something negative about Islam, even though she's uh, an oh, ex Muslim. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they 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 rescinded her um her invitation to to give like a speech at a college. That's the thing that's bull- the insane thing with, with Milo Yiannopoulos. I think he's a fucking cunt. But you know what though? Let it. Don't take his his. Don't take him his his shit away from, or don't let him not speak. Let him speak, and then if you want to protest or whatever, that's fine peacefully. But but let the guy. And talk. there's also something to be said about knowing that that opinion is out there, right? And hearing you know, it so you at least know what you what he says, and let other people. I mean, hear, look, no, this guy's an idiot. If a guy's a fucking Nazi, okay, I don't want obviously Nazis around in this world. I hope that they all go away. I'm I'm right. Jewish. But I would like to know that, that these people feel that way about me. Yeah, what you're up against. What so you're up against. And, and other, other people should hear it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, but you want to know what you're up against as well, too. You start yelling out shit because of what you think, and then he's like, well, no, actually, that's not my side on that or my perspective on that. So, so you just ran your mouth. Right. Well, he, also, well, but, I would like to know who hates me as well, right. though. I would yeah. like, I, rather than have an underling of fucking people yeah. communicating amongst themselves, and, and then all of a sudden this fucking uprising comes right. of Nazis and fucking Klansmen right. with hoods on. Right. I'd rather have the Klan know who this fucking guy is. Right. You know, rather than the guy right. with the, and, the meeting at the fucking with, with the hoods. And I'm sick and tired of my, my, my left friends talking about punching, punching Nazis. I don't know if you've heard that. That's yeah, a big yeah. thing now where everyone's like, it's okay to punch Nazis. And, um, and it kills me because I'm like, Okay, so I get it. They're assholes. Now, is, and you disagree with them. I disagree with them. They're and as long as they're not inciting a riot or actually doing stuff. If you, if you, if if it's the KKK and they're talking about doing something, that's one thing. If they're going out and burning the cross and and dragging somebody from behind the truck or whatever, yeah, do whatever the fuck you need to do to stop that from happening. If they're just on the street corner talking, uh, the white man is the greatest man or whatever. You, that's no different than me going, Bernie Sanders, bro, you know, yeah. down with Trump, or, 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 and so if I'm out there going, hey man, your religion is bullshit, and 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 you're a Christian, so should you be able to just walk up and fucking punch me in the no, face? No, the radical, it's crazy. The radical left, uh, it actually, you know, it's giving people like Tucker Carlson because every night I, I watch Tucker, I watch Bill Maher, I like to get all the all the different uh, perspectives. But you get these people that are radical left on college campuses, and that's who Tucker is interviewing and right. making look dumb, right? You know, and making look ignorant. And then people are going, "Oh shit, fucking that's that's well, I don't want to vote for that. Those people are insane, you know." Right. And th- but that's the same thing as like, uh, but they're really smart at that because yeah, that's what because what's your name's not doing that. Um, the the, the chick uh, Rachel on, Maddow Rachel Maddow isn't interviewing radical right wingers, right. Like, but she would. Which they need to. They should. They because should. Those, like those YouTube videos were like right before the thing where they're where they're like, 
interviewing the Trump supporters, and they're like, so what was Obama doing on 9-11? That's a good question. Where was Obama? Well, uh, he was in Chicago because he wasn't even in office at the time, but it's like, they're like, that's no, right. They should get he was some, out golfing. Somebody like Oberman or Maddow, they should get one of these people who are like, man, I'm not delivering pizzas to gays. Whatever the fuck. Right. Get them because, yeah. because that's exactly what Fox News is doing. Right. You know, and, and it's making them look bad. It's making the left look bad. Right. You know. Nuts and but, then everyone goes, oh, cool, that's how they all Right. Yeah. And it's further, you know, um, <laughs> that, perspective. That's why. Right. That's why they don't want celebrities. That's why they're always like, these celebrities need to shut up. Why? Because they're well spoken. <laughs> yeah. It's like. Yeah. yeah exactly. some, some do though. Some celebrities need to shut up yeah. because that, that, you're right. Uh, uh, some celebrities like Mark Ruffalo or these guys who are like are really into. You, you could. I could hear. Listen, to that guy talk about fracking for for hours. Right. Hour. That guy knows what he's talking about. But you and I both know a lot of comedians who were like Trump's a, a dumbass you know <laughs> uh, he wants to build a wall like it's just, okay but you're not really giving us any new information right. and, and you can't really break down a lot of times if you actually took Obamacare and Trump care and put them side by side people wouldn't be able to tell the difference some people wouldn't obviously right. some others would but I mean what I don't like about Trump is like Taking away food stamps from people, like right. like taking away, uh, you know, cutting funding, cutting education. Well, he's cutting- just fucking. The biggest thing is he's just he's fucking. He's just fucking dangerous because he's yeah, to the rest of the world yeah. because he's so fucking yeah, ego driven. I mean, f- doing crazy the, the crazy shit. The I mean. The, the crazy ego-driven shit, like where he's like pushing the gut, pushing the the NATO guy out of the way. Like he's just, and the fact that every other country's leader is making fun of us, like it's there was it's something so funny bad. about him scolding NATO, though. I, I I gotta say, when I watched him going, "You guys have to pay," well, it, it, it's just so fucking ignorant it's, though, because it's not true. It's like, is it is it not yeah, true? It's not true. Oh. Well, well, but but the, the thing is that it's like, a it's not true, but also that's what we have purposely done we we spend seven time our military budget is seven times more than all of theirs combined so it's like yes we're out here trying to police the world that's what we keep fucking doing so you can't say we can't go out and invade all these countries and say and, and police the world and then be and then bitch that other people aren't policing the world it's like you know i mean but but on top of that he just he doesn't understand he's never been briefed on any of this stuff did you see that i mean the one video they're they're doing the um the italian um prime minister is speaking and everyone has headphones because it translates. Yeah. It. He's not even on the headphones. He's like fucking drawing <laughs> dick pics, uh, like <laughs> uh, playing tic tac toe with himself and losing. Yeah, well, yeah. well, seriously, he doesn't even. Have, there's, there's. He doesn't have the headphones, so he does have. He has. You know, he doesn't fucking speak Italian, <laughs> so he's like, he's not even listening to a thing that know. guy's I saying. Mean, have a, my thing is, he just doesn't have the mindset of a leader. No, he has a mindset of a five-year-old. He runs his, his mouth about things. Like, even if you do want, even if you do feel this way, even if they're all radical, you know things. You have to be careful what you say and what you tread, what what topics you tread on. You know, because then you're just essentially like every other thing that he says or comes out of his mouth or or the tweets. Can it's like <laughs> <Yeah>. war. <laughs> it's ridiculous. We've got the greatest nuclear subs right outside. Last week he tweeted like, "My approval rating is up to forty-eight percent, right?" Which is still an F, right? I, 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 and I it's go, not. It's at thirty-seven percent. On top of that, it's forty-eight like percent is still an F. Like, right, still I've never horrible. bragged about getting forty-eight or <laughs> yeah, about yeah. getting an F, unless it was fellatio. <laughs> exactly. Right. Right. And then, like, like, like when he lied about his, uh, how many people were at uh, uh, his inauguration, is like no. 
Oh, yeah. There's video evidence. There's pictures. Like, there's not even. It's not but the, no. but the, but it's also the the fact that he's obsessed with the, the scary thing. By the way, is, our listeners are gonna be like, I I I, 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 yeah. I guarantee I'm gonna get stop talking about politics. Yeah, sorry. And then I'm gonna get Let's fucking. I'm, I'm gonna get paragraphs of pro Trump, what he's done, yeah. anti Obama shit. I, I you're gonna get. Uh, uh, what, what, what's your uh, Twitter handle? Comediocre. I'm uh, gonna get. And you will love to engage with people about this, right? You actually uh, like that? I, yeah, oh, absolutely. Okay, that's so, good. Okay, them. so comediocre. But I, I, I know that we're gonna get tons of shit. Stop I'm talking sorry, about no, for, 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 for those people, my, uh, my, my Twitter handle is at liberal faggot. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right, back to fighting. Uh, back to fighting. Okay, so, all right, UFC uh, coming up this week. Um, some other fights that uh, got announced. That there was some good fights that actually got announced. Travis Brown is fighting Alexei Olenek. Uh, Brown is coming up three straight losses. Yeah. Um, if he loses, I would just say hang it up. I, I just think it's like, I mean, hopefully he leaves Coach Edmund for this fight, but who knows if he will. Um, oh, oh, meanwhile, Olenek has won three out of four. Uh, uh, Robert Whitaker versus Romero. That's a good fight. For an interim fight. I'm, I'm going, I'm, you know, every, Whitaker is one of those guys, every single fight, I go, this, this guy's going to lose. And every single fight he... I was conv- I I was like, there's no way he's gonna beat Jacare. Holy I he shit! Might clip him and then eventually get taken out and submitted, like in the first round, like that was. But then he just Jesus. No, when I saw him warming up, I was there for the warm up, right? And I was like, and Jacare was like, and I know it was warm up and it was whatever, but I'm like, you just saw in his eye and in his motion and his his Christmas and his, his Christmas and his striking where you're like, whoa, uh, this guy's got something. This yeah. just, just uh, I don't know. And he seems like he's mentally tough. I even texted my brother right afterwards. I go, I go, this guy's gonna win. Whitaker's gonna win. But Romero hits fucking hard. His wrestling is insane. He is forty or maybe even older. Right. Uh, if he can make it out of the second round, I say it's Whitaker. It's a five round fight. Oh, is it? But uh, it's if he can make it out of the second round. I, th- I think I think Whitaker Whitaker's got great head movement and he's got good movement in general. I don't think Whitaker's going to engage with him hard in the first round or two. I think I think uh, Romero, if Whitaker plays the right game and and just kind of pot shots and then moves him around for a round or two, uh, Romero's going to start gassing, and Whitaker will probably knock him out in the second and then into the second or beginning. But of the third Weidman round. didn't make him gas. I mean, he hasn't he didn't gas against Weidman. I I, I think I think Whitaker I think I Whitaker think has gassed himself though. Yes, I think Weidman going. I think. You know, if you watch, like, obviously, taking down Yolo Romero is not the smartest thing to do. Yeah. You know what I mean, in all the fights that, that, that you see where guys try to grapple with him, he, he can do that all day. The problem is, is when you mix things up and you make him strike and you make him work. And, you know, like Tim Kennedy, for example. You know, Tim Kennedy almost had, had him out of there. You know, if it wasn't for Derek Brunson. You know, same, yeah, you know, same thing with Derek Brunson. Um, you know, I think guys that, you know, that avoid it, try to avoid his wrestling. Obviously, he's going to take you down a couple times, but if you can get back up because he's not the greatest submission artist. Um, you know, he's not really known for you know grounding and pounding too many people out. Like he, he's known for ex- explosive knockouts when you when you mess up. You know, but um, I feel like when he fights with guys that has that's good striking and they and they force him to, to have to work and they're not trying to wrestle him and get him down and not burn themselves out. That's when that, those are guys that he struggles with. So we're all picking Whitaker. Okay, um, and then uh, you pick Whitaker. Yeah, yeah, definitely Whitaker. And then also, uh, let's talk about Angela Magana. Uh, <laughs> she, uh, I guess she's I'm picking now, Cyborg. Sorry, I guess, <laughs> I guess she's now pressing charges. You know, listen, I I think you know, it, 
like we had talked about last time, Cyborg is, should be better than punching Magana yeah, in a street fight. Yeah, absolutely. She's got way more to lose, nothing to gain there. Um, at the same time, you got punched, you're a pro fighter, you tweeted out, I didn't break any uh, you know, teeth. You, you, that night you went to the Snoop Dogg concert. Um, I don't think you have much of a case here. Uh, Maybe you do, but don't sue Cyborg. And, and she just seems like an attention, it's like that. a complete it's attention just, whore. It's just like, yeah, it's just like that's a that's a weak that's a weak move. You know what I mean? To go to you're gonna go on the internet. One of the main things that we hate as a fighter is people talking shit behind their keyboard. You know what I mean? And then you face that person in real life. And then like I could see like it, it would have been different if like she was out like at a nightclub or she was out and Cyborg came up to her and just decked her. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when Cyborg, Cyborg approached her and talked about it, I was like, hey, I didn't like, you know, I don't like that you're, you know, posting, you gotta, you gotta respect me. And then your response is, I'll say whatever the fuck I want about whoever I want. And, and, you're, and then you're inciting it even more after what you just said. And then she punches you in the mouth and now you wanna sue. Like, come on. Yeah, and, that's, and, that's a weak and, it's not, and it's one thing too, you're, if you're trash talking for a fight or right. somebody who's in your division, like, right. like, like I mean, you, 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 don't, you don't go on and be like, Fuck this, John Jones! Like, but you know, like that's right. not that's not what you do. Like, they're not even ever gonna fight. And like, if you're gonna fight someday, you talk about their their fighting. You don't talk about someone's appearance like that. You know what I mean? Like, you don't just talk about someone's appearance like that. You know, and then knowing that okay, there's there's probably no chance you ever two are gonna fight. <laughs> it's never gonna happen. And so you're kind of hiding behind that little curtain of of, the, of doing that. And then it's like, well, you you, you then you're trying to hide behind the fact like. Okay, if she responds and she just hits me, then I'm going to sue her. Yeah, I know. She's probably thinking, like, uh, she hasn't worked in a long time. I don't know what she does for a job. Um, And also, she's got a kid. And she's probably like, listen, I could probably make a 50 grand or a settlement out of this. You know, and I understand. I understand that, 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 that thinking, but... Don't do it. Right. You know, I, no. you, you could you could make the money somehow other way. You could you know you could become a trainer or whatever you got to do. You you could have a fight, and Victor will sign you. You're still in the UFC. Yeah. Uh, you right. don't you don't need to sue Cyborg. Yeah. Um, yeah. Does the UFC cut her? No, I don't. I don't think she's cut. I think she probably. I, I, think, I think she has dirt on everybody. I think she has pictures uh, <laughs> of like. That's all I can think about is that she has. She's, she's banged some, but something's going on there. Yeah. Um, prob- but yeah, probably multiples. Yes, uh, but I want to thank our sponsor, Blue Apron, guys. Blue Apron's the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. I'm telling you, me and my girl have Blue Apron night. I feel like I'm the greatest chef in the world, like I'm Guy Lafori, what's his name? Yeah, I, I, I actually, we have- The guy that fights for LFA? Yes, that Sorry. guy, yes, I'm telling you. Yeah, that, 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 that chef. Uh, their mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone, and they achieve this by supporting a more sustainable food system, setting the highest standards for ingredients, and building a community of home chefs. Blue Apron has established partnerships with over 150 farms, fisheries, and ranchers across the U.S., and as a result, their seafood is sourced sustainably under standards developed in partnership with the Monterey Bay Aquarium and Seafood Watch. They got beef, chicken, and pork come from responsibly raised animals. The produce is sourced with farms that uh, practice regenerative farming, and they can be delivered to 99% of the continental U.S. and 99.5% of food des- uh, desserts. I'm telling you, Blue Apron, uh, I-, I love it. We, we, I, it's delicious food and cooking together builds strong family bonds research shows that Blue Apron families cook nearly three times more often those who spend a lot at restaurants or at high end grocery stores can now spend under $10 per person you gotta check it out their upcoming meals are delicious uh, I'm telling you not all ingredients are created equal fresh high quality ingredients make a real difference so it's important to know where your food comes from 
It's affordable. They got variety. It's flexible. It's easy. It's guaranteed. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping. Going to blueapron.com slash MMA roast. You'll love how good it feels, how good it tastes, and be able to create incredible home-cooked meals. So Blue Apron, don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash MMA roast. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Uh, what do you got coming up, Ian? Um, doing a show for uh, in um, Hermosa Beach on June 10th, and um, it's, um, it's at a place called St. Rock, and it's like a rock club is cool, but I'm giving um, a portion of, of proceeds, basically my, my proceeds, to uh, liamslife.org, which is uh, uh, Marcus Koval's um, uh, organization nice. about drunk driving. So I'm, uh, Marcus is going to do a little set. And um, so, yeah, so that's June 10th if anyone's in the, in the area. And then also, um, I'm matchmaking and helping put together a, a pro and amateur show here in Los Angeles at Florentine Gardens in El Monte on July 14th and it's called Celtic Gladiators it's the biggest show in Ireland and um, and they're coming to America for the first time and I'm, I'm helping match make so July 14th is any fighters want on but also if you're in, if you're in the LA area come it's, it's going to so be a so if you're a pro show. you're an amateur fighter okay because we have a lot of them that listen to this and you want to fight on this card how do you do it just hit, hit me up. Um, you can send me an email. At, uh, uh, you can, yeah, at comedioker.com is a, a Facebook or, or, or Twitter, or you can just e- email me. It's I-A-N-A-R-C-H-Y 71 at yahoo.com. And now, how, are the purses good? Yeah, actually, not, not bad. We're only doing six pro fights, so we have a little bit more. Um, you know, but we're going to do some, some lower-end ones and some higher, but you know, it's, it's, it's still a regional show. And, not, and, then who, um, and now, are they bringing their champs over? Are they bringing over, like... Not, not this time, but eventually they will. They are bringing one guy from, um, from, from London Shoe Fighters. He's their, their 205 champion. And, um, and I believe he's going to be fighting uh, Sean Loeffler um, here. And uh, that, that might be a title fight. We're still working that out. So but is it Ireland versus the U.S. kind of thing? No, no, not yet, not yet. They're right not now. Right now, we're just he's testing the waters. He's going. He just went to London. He went to Poland. He's going to Brazil. He's going to America. He's going to start planting seeds. He's got a. They've got a forty-one countries in Europe um, on Fightbox, which is so it's going to stream to forty-one countries. So once he plants the seeds in all these places, then he's going to try to do a whole international. Um, you know, they'll be based out of Ireland, but but he wants to bring in all the all the champions and start a new. You now know. it's in El Monte. What, what kind of uh, venue is it? It's going to be at, F- at Florentine Gardens, which is um, they do a lot of uh, amateur shows there. They've done a few pro shows in the past. So um, Sparstar, uh, Tony Padilla's Sparstar, which is probably one of the top amateur shows in in the in the country. Tony, um, we needed a, a, someone on this end who is a licensed uh, match, a licensed promoter. So I hooked this guy up um, from Ireland. I hooked him up with Tony, so Tony's co- co-promoting, and um, and I'm helping out as well. And girls the, too. Yep, I'm, I've got a, We've got at least right now. I've got one female fight on. I'm trying to make a second, but I have been having a hard time. How much does she weigh? I've got a I've got a girl that's a pro that's that'll fight at 35 or 45. She'll fight at either one. What's and then I've record? got four and two. So it's a girl four and two. Okay, so we need a girl who's 135 or 145 right. to fight her. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and then we've got a girl. We got an amateur um, that's one. That's going to be one fifteen. That that's that's matched, and that's going to be a good, a really good fight. Girls uh, three and one against girls two and zero from nice. here from LA. So, by the way, that LFA, I watched this girl have one of the best knockouts I've ever seen in my life. Uh, fought an LFA two weeks ago. They they showed it. Oh, that head kick. That head kick. Yeah. Oh my god! That black girl yeah, uh, against the girl from Kings. The girl from Kings. Uh, it was one of the craziest. The girl went stiff, and uh, I didn't see that. Jeez. Oh, I think I, I have it. I'll show you to. But it was pretty funny. Once again, the voice Chavello, <laughs> he uh, 
uh, her husband was like some track star, mm-hmm. like a Olympian track star, and the girl who got knocked out, and he's like, he's sprinting to the cage right now. Like I'm like, really, dude? Like <laughs> even after the girl gets knocked out, you gotta make a, a, che- a cheesy. <laughs> right. But I, I was laughing pretty hard. Uh, Terry, what do you got? Um, actually, I don't have anything coming up right now. Um, just training right now. Just uh, had my fight about three three weeks ago, three four weeks ago. Um, but looking to get back in the cage sometime in July, August. UFC Anaheim. <laughs> so if I'm a promoter, how do I get in contact with you? Um, through my manager, uh, Jason Oscar at Iridium, at Iridium Sports, uh, or any of my coaches, uh, you know, Ian Harris, um, or even myself, you want to get in contact with me, you can you know, message me on Facebook or uh, send me an email at tjware05 at gmail. Gotcha. Iridium, they're good, right? They're, yeah. yeah. They have a lot of yeah, people. Jason, Jason's awesome. They got a, a lot of people. It's just, just a matter of finding that opening. Jason you know? sponsored my wrestling team. Oh, really? My middle school wrestling team. I think because they had somebody who was with them. Uh, I think it was, uh, they had uh, uh, Useless Gomez, I think. Oh, he yeah. He was with them. And uh, I was like, hey, he's like, I'll sponsor your team. And then I think Iridium sponsored our team because I think he got them to do it. Nice. Really nice. Yeah, they're uh, really good guys. Yeah, you have seen Anaheim, you guys. <laughs> okay, so everybody, hit up Wait, Sean Anybody Shelby. drops out. Hit up Sean okay. Shelby. So you want to see... Terry and Ware on UFC Anaheim at 135. Don't go to 45 yet, okay? No, no. Only if we have to. Only if we have to. Yes. Uh, no, wait. Didn't you start a GoFundMe for somebody? Was that you? That wasn't me. Oh. No. That, that was for his opponent. That yeah, was the other black that guy. Was, uh, no, wait. <laughs> What's that? No, I think he's talking about Jared did it against, I think Jared. Oh, yeah, Jared. His, his opponent. My opponent. Oh, your opponent did that. Else. Yeah, yeah. He wanted to fight that dude. For he wanted the, to fight Willie, uh, Willie Gates. Yeah, Willie Gates. And he was doing like a GoFundMe for his yeah. opponent. That was pretty funny. I was, I was laughing pretty hard. Uh, you should focus on fighting and not uh, go fund me. So, all right. So, anyway, uh, th- this week I'm in El Paso, Texas. Uh, this Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at the comic strip. Hit me up. I'll get you comps. Uh, then um, I'm going to Jordan, I think, for the military. Uh, then I, I'm going to Vegas, uh, UFC Fight Week at the Stratosphere. If you want tickets, hit me up. The second week of uh, July, I'm in Off the Hook Comedy Club in Fort Myers. Um, and then I'm going to uh, I'm going to be in Linwood, uh, Washington, at uh, and Arlington, uh, Washington, at the Angel of the Winds Casino and Cliffhanger Sports. And then I'm going to Penguins and Cedar Rapids in September. And then Springfield, uh, the Blue Room Comedy Club in Springfield, uh, Illinois, I think, or Springfield, Missouri. Uh, one of the Springfields. Anyway, so uh, I will be there. Where the Simpsons live. Yes, exactly. Uh, Timothy Johnson, thank you for calling in. Uh, Tarion, uh, is it Tarion? Am I saying it right? Tarion, yeah, that's right. Okay, okay. I always think I'm Tarion Ware, Flash Ware. Thank you for coming on the show. Three fight winning streak. Four. Dude, four. Four, four fight winning I keep taking one. <laughs> four winning streak, yes. Uh, Ian, uh, uh, big Trump supporter. <laughs> yeah, um, big Trump. Uh, comedian, uh, writer, producer, editor, trainer, atheist. Yeah, and if uh, Netflix is listening, buy my damn special that I'm trying to get out. It's yes. finished, and I'm waiting five months now for someone to buy this damn thing. Okay, and it's fucking about, good. It's called Amazon Extraordinary. Uh, I, well, I can do Am- I can do all the VOD sites for sure, but I'm I'm um, I'm hoping HBO or, or Netflix picks it up. They're just b- both really really busy CISO, right now. With the CISO, CISO's got a deal. I believe with uh, with Comedy Dynamics, so oh. I'd have to go to Comedy Dynamics, which I'm, I'm also talking to. Uh, it'll get out there, but it's been it's been finished since the beginning of the year, and I'm. Uh, but it's my, I think it's the best thing I've ever done, so I've, I'm, I know it's going to get out there. Good, um, so, yeah. I like it. Well, you're funny as hell. Uh, you can Thank see. You. Is there a website people can watch your comedy at? Uh, yeah. Well, I have my website is IanHarrisComedian.com. 
IanHarrisCommunity.com. Watch it. Uh, send him all Trump fans. Send him all your hate mail. He actually, <laughs> yes. I actually enjoy your Facebook posts because you, you engage with people back and forth. It's it's it's, uh, it's, and, it's all, and it's always the same three people that are like, shut up, faggot. Like it's yeah. always the same. I love it. But you don't you don't you don't you don't block them. You actually no nope, no. It's a, it's a whenever I'm like, on like a plane, it's you, Ty Rivera. Oh God. Because he Ty Rivera is like this like gay Trump supporter. <laughs> Which is so. He just whatever people want to do, he does the opposite. He's yeah a, yeah. He's a, so know, he's like a it's like a troll. Yeah, kind of. He's a very funny troll. Uh, and then a couple other people, too. Very funny. Anyway, thank you guys so much. Take Thanks care. Bye. Appreciate it.